is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There's, there's, that's it. One more. Get around. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up! Remember in the old days they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? Play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this is the Sports Loud Mouth. Yay! Man, can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Tyler Harrison. Tyler Harrison. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this is the Sports Loud Mouse. I'm your host, Errol B. Bad Marks. On the production end of the phone, well, obviously, always on the production end of the radio show, Speedy the Dribble Petey. And by the way, he's wearing his panties on his yes, head. Yes, Carl, I'm finally owning up to our bets. Yes, so he's wearing his panties. And we got a new name for you, Tyler. We are going to call you now. Your new nickname is... You ready for this? I had a beer before. Are you ready? Yeah. Tyler Duff Harrison. How does that sound? Does that sound good? No. Why? Because I know what a Duff is. What's a Duff? I'm not going to say it because for those of you who don't know what it is, it's better off. <laughs> We're so, calling you Tyler, whoever, whoever a.k.a. That, the Duff Harrison. So whoever thought that can go F themselves. Who thought of that? You? Probably you. Anyway, we all know why I'm just here so I don't get fun. That's basically about it. And obviously, as everybody sees or seen, we have a guest in the studio tonight. We have the Beef, a.k.a. Mike from Bay Show. What's going on, Mike? What's up, my friend? How are you? We are here. So we have a great show lined up for you. At 9.30, we'll be talking to former Vikings linebacker and current Vikings radio analyst Pete Bursich. Right? Uh, there we go. So we're, we're going to have him on. We're going to have, obviously, Gerard and... Uh, um, what, 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 Mark. Sorry, Mark. Is he coming on? <laughs> yes. He's definitely coming on. Yeah, it seems that way. So at 10.30, we're going to have Mark and Gerard. And at 11 o'clock, we will have Nithin join us. All the way from Florida. So we got a lot of football to talk. Obviously the wild card games. So that's something that we're really going to dig into tonight. And next week's games. We're going to be talking about that tonight and tomorrow. So much to talk about. But uh, before we do that, uh, how are you feeling with the Cowboys? Uh, Because I know you're sitting here and you can't wait until we get into it. But before we get into the Cowboys game, how are you feeling today? It is Wednesday it is nighttime, hard day at work, and you're itching to talk about the Cowboys, but how are you feeling today? How am I feeling? I want to strangle them. That's how I'm feeling. Strangling? Speedy, are you listening to this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are, do you want to strangle? Uh, who wants to strangle Speedy with those underwear on his head, by the way? <laughs> I want McCarthy gone. Oh, okay. We'll get into that in just a few moments. How about you, Tyler? I mean, were you excited for the wildcard games, and were you surprised on any of the games? Uh, surprise, no. Uh, they, 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 I mean, the Bills-Patriots game was probably a huge disappointment. I thought that game was going to be excellent. Uh, the Bills blew them out. Outside of that, everything kind of went status quo. Mm. I, I don't really think there was many upsets. Everyone keeps saying the Cowboys well, are better no, than I was surprised Arizona came out flat. Uh, if you want to talk about people getting fired, I'm surprised Cliff Kingsbury still has a mm. job. That team quit on him really going into the half. 
So how he still has a job, that's that, amazing to me. That was a me. surprise to me, was Arizona. No, I, not, I, I, not showing up, not winning, well, but not showing up. I thought the Rams up. would blow him out, but you're right. I thought they'd at least like care, and especially because Watt was coming back and everything like that. But uh, outcome-wise, wasn't really surprised by anything. So what we're going to do is we're going to go from game to game, and we're going to go the ins and the outs, what we thought about the game, how, who, who we thought were, was a disappointment in the game, the quarterback play, the defensive side of the ball, the coaching, obviously everything that fit into the game that really, and even the referee calls and, and mm. some of the things. That <laughs> <laughs> a well, lot of people had a lot it. to say about the going to go on the whole game. segment now. No, not the whole segment, no. But we're going to get into, obviously, all the different parts of the game that variated really to the end of the game and, and really came to what the game turned out to be. So, and like I said, we're going to have special guests. We're going to talk a lot of football tonight. It's mainly going to be about football. So definitely stay tuned. If you're a football fan, listen to the show because there's going to be a lot of people calling the show. There's going to be a lot of back and forth banter with these two idiots and uh, all. Stop the different... speedy an idiot. That's that's hurtful. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> well, about these two right over here. He looks like not... an idiot right now. No, he looks <laughs> awesome. I, I know I do. Thank you for awesome. That honestly way, looks like a bandana. I'm kind of upset because it doesn't look like you're those wearing panties. Look like underwear. What it, are you talking it, about? No, it looks you like you're wearing a bandana. Phone. Have you? Ever, what was the last time you seen underwear? Oh no, you don't wear underwear. I, I, well, speedy Wait, you're supposed to wear yes, underwear? Carl, I'm supporting. Yes, what was the was... last time you've seen a woman's panty? What's the oh, you talking to Speedy? Or I'm Wednesday? talking to you, Tyler. Because you Monday. said it looks like a panty. Uh, uh, Monday? Monday. Uh, Monday. What, what did you order? A stripper or something? No. What the I hell? Don't order what, 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 <laughs> Monday? Who are you hanging out with? What? Who are you hanging out with? That's none of your concern. That's none no. of my concern? Or are you just Speedy's dreaming? Speedy's mom. Are you dreaming? Well, Speedy's mom's got it going on. Leave Susan alone. <laughs> and she's all I want, and she's waited for so long. Yes, Carl, I have the Mike McCarthy time management panties on. Yes, I, I think do. those panties look really, really good on your head. That's they do eyes. look very good. They look really, really and good. And I, I heard it from a birdie. You get to keep them. I, yeah, uh, I don't, like, don't want to keep them. I mean, you could sniff them after I you're done. I don't want to keep them. Are you going to wear them after you're done? You should definitely sniff them. I don't think he would fit in them. <laughs> I, I really don't. But oh. anyways, uh, so we're going to go through the games, and we're going to have a little bit of fun. Uh, Speedy, you, get me some music. Keep it low. Uh, some instrumental. Years, but... We're going to go through every oh, single snap. part of every single game. Okay? Right, uh, Jeff's also on. You want to bring it up? Jeff, what's going on, bud? Uh, I, Errol, uh, I'm saving all my energy for Mark and Gerard, so I'm going to keep this short and sweet. But I, I, I have an announcement for one of your guests there mm-hmm. uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. I am now the proud owner of Cowboy season tickets. Oh, yeah, you're an idiot. He is. He, he bought eight, eight tickets for the season. He's yep. an idiot. Yes, sir. Spending $4,000. To drive Cowboy fans wild. He's an idiot. He's going to go to three out of the eight games. I'm going to – I've already picked them out. I'm going to the Bengals, Colts, and Bucks at home, and I'm going to uh, FaceTime B from each one. And regardless, I'll just send them videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just block, block you. That's all. That's it. Maybe he'll invite you as a guest. Why the hell would I want to go hang out with him for? <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, if I gotta if I gotta spend three hours at a Cowboys game, the last thing I'm doing is bringing the worst Cowboys fan on on the planet because I am now the number one Cowboys fan. In the yeah, okay, yeah, sure you are. You've so, converted me. All this talk, you've converted me, and now all of a sudden, I didn't convert you to nothing. You're just an idiot. All of a sudden, I'm a season ticket holder. What are you? Yeah. Not a Cowboy. Fan. I don't need to be a season ticket holder. 
Yeah, not a fan. You don't contribute to the team. Yeah, I'm not flying to Dallas every freaking weekend when I have you're a job. Not, you're not. You're not. You're not contributing to their revenue. Yeah. I am. I am. <laughs> when I buy their t-shirts and they had some contributing, so there you go, <laughs> idiot. Stuck also says, "Speedy, are those Dak Prescott's game worn ca- playoff panties?" Yeah. Uh, Speedy, Speedy, clap, clap, pat, clap, and bringing sexy back. Speedy with the uh, leopard print beret. Yeah. Carl says, "Tyler ordered a stripper. You can order strippers through Uber Eats now." Ah. <laughs> Snug, uh, Snug says, I have to give it at least one sniff. Okay, Snug, just for you. I'll you you will. Yeah, he, I'll just for you, Snug, I will, I, will do, I will give it one sniff. Hashtag ban the beef, uh, both Snug and Ben said, and then uh, Ben with the popcorn emojis. And then ha- Snug says, hashtag time to make the coleslaw. <laughs> so we have the beef. We have the Harrison, a.k.a. the Duff, in the studio. The All right, that nickname's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, I don't Does know. anybody know what a Duff if, means? If, if, I, yes, I do know what it means, and I don't know how you figured that out. So whoever told you that needs to get a life or just fat. stop worrying about me altogether. Go ahead, Jeff. What does it mean? Yeah, it's the designated ugly fat friend. It's perfect for him. <laughs> I told you you would like it, Jeff. <laughs> How would you even figure we, that we out? All, we all, we, first of all, we all know what a duff is, and usually it's you, so it's kind of perfect, right? But, and so, but I don't know. I liked mine. What is it? What is yours? Uh, earlier, Tyler. Tyler Trailer Trash Harrison. Harrison. <laughs> will you go back at him? Why do you just sit there with him? Because he <laughs> will eventually get tired of it. As the Ra- <laughs> and the Rangers just scored. I so I don't give a shit what this moron <laughs> says from 3,000 miles away. And that's fine. All, it's I'm a new not, year. I'm, I'm not, not wasting my energy get, on whatever he is. I'm not tired of anything. Mm. I, I, I don't get tired of these so much that I just dropped four grand today. I'm not getting tired of it. <laughs> I'm not a Cowboys fan. You spending four grand on a game that they're going to lose doesn't matter to me at all. No, that we don't lose. The only people that the Cowboys have ever lost to is the referees. That's it. <laughs> Speedy, hang up on them. And the game clock. <laughs> All right, Jeff. No, because no, that, no, that was the referee's fault. If they would have gotten out of Dak Prescott's way, then, then we would have won. <laughs> I have a lot to say about that game. We're gonna so. get, we're gonna get into the game, so Jeff, definitely stay tuned. I know you're gonna call the show. We have Gerard and Mark coming on the show a little bit later. Nathan, oh, oh, oh I'll be around for that. I, I did want to go. Good, good seeing you, Trailer Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just fight him? What? Why did you just fight him? You can't win. What? First of all, oh, here we go. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying a word. I Errol was like he's in Delaware or whatever he was. I was like, all right, Connecticut. Can, can it, I? Oh, I see. I thought Rhode he was in Delaware, Delaware, Maryland, whatever. Right. Same shit. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I heard. Like that was literally the last time it was brought up to me at all. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Right. I was like, all right, then that's that. So I was like, okay. Three weeks later, oh, it was up. I was like, all right, well. You do have a fan. Brittany says, poor Tyler, shaking my head. I don't care. You have a fan over there. She's sticking up for you. Well, at least somebody has. Carl also says, rub hub hands, Harrison. You know, Ben Ben, Ben, Ben knew what it meant. You know, at least least Jeff calls. Uh, You know what? It is what it is. I I don't really care what Carl says. I don't really care what Jeff says. I don't really care what... Who's the other buffoon that always comments on this? The show? buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, Carl, Carl and Ben are always in. No, in Ben. Mix. Ben doesn't really talk much. And then Snugs the other main one. And oh, Snugs. Sometimes, Snugs. We, sometimes we have John Snugs in the mix. By the There's way, couple, Ben has couple. COVID. Dealing with COVID oh, since boy. yesterday, mm. and this is a great way. Oh, is way. that who that is? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, and, all right. Now I know who Ben is. And this is a great way to get my mind off well, of it. There you go. Take, hashtag take it to the ring. That's what he says. Take it to the ring. Yeah, like there that. we go. All Snug, right. Snug also says, Urban Dictionary has always got your back. The refs huh. are 761 and 0 against the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, the leopard print is a bit of a fringe look, but he's pulling it off. How did they get a power play already? All right, so are we ready? Let's go. All, All right. right, let's get into the games. We're going to have our special guest in just a few moments. So we're going to get into the Bengal game. And mm. and watching the Bengal game, it, 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 you could go back and forth on what really happened. And the Oakland Raiders, a lot of people are saying that Oakland got screwed. And I don't believe they got screwed. Yes, the referee calls were a little bit uh, short and sound. And, and, the, and, and they were blowing the whistle early in the play. And mm-hmm. it, there were a lot of mistakes by the referee. Uh, in the second quarter and the fourth quarter, which a lot of people would blame the referees on why Oakland lost the game with the touchdown. Uh, and, and first of all, the ball was in the air in the fourth quarter. It was in the air before the, the whistle was blown, even though the rules state that if the whistle is blown within the 15 to 20-yard line and the whistle is blown and there's a touchdown, it the, 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 the touchdown won't count. But all in all, to me, it was a touchdown. Now, you look at Derek Carr, and, and you can go back and forth on what Derek Carr did in the game. He didn't have one of those games where you could say he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league or a tier two, whatever you think t- Derek Carr is. But what he did in the game, he kept his team in the game, and they ran the ball very, very well. They got uh, it going at the end of the second quarter. They needed points. They got points at the end of the second quarter going into the third quarter. It helped the momentum of the game and changed the momentum of the game in the third quarter. And they slowly started to come back against the Bengals when the Bengals had the crowd, really had the momentum really in the whole first quarter and in the first half. So what I saw in the game that really stood out to me is that Joe Burrow is slowly but surely growing into the quarterback in the franchise quarterback. A lot of people think that he is. Now, the one thing that scares me about Joe Burrow's is the way, how cool and collective he is after the game. Now, he doesn't blame the referees, and obviously because he won, but if he was on the other side of the ball, maybe he does point the finger at the referee. But he's cool and collected. That's what you want to see a quarterback going into a playoff game. That's what you want to see your quarterback be. But he, to me, going into the game next week against Tennessee, it's not going to be so easy. It's not going to be as easy to run the ball in certain aspects of the game. And Speedy... I think that Joe Burrows is going to have to have a better game against Tennessee if he plans to win next week. Yeah, two things to take away from this game. Obviously, we can blame the referees all you want, but with the should have blown the whistle, they still probably get a field goal. So it's kind of like the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. Yes, it was an illegal formation, but the Eagles still probably get a field goal. And that, while it might alter the game situation, still wins the game. So that's number one. Number two, I think the thing that I think lost the Raiders the most... Was, Check one, two. was the the biggest thing. Casey Hayward, why was he not more on Jamar Chase in that game? It seemed check, like, check, check, check. It seemed one, like the two. rookie Fackerson was on Chase a lot and in single coverage, too. Because they were able to stop the run, which was the biggest flaw for the Raiders in this game. They were still be able to do that. And the rest of the receivers, outside of Boyd catching the touchdown, didn't do much either. Why was he leaving single coverage? It seemed like there was no adjustment from Gus Bradley. And obviously the red zone offense was really bad for both teams. Both teams had to settle for field goals a lot. But could have been the difference for the Raiders in what could have been a close win. How about you, Tyler? What did you think about the game? What stood out to you with Joe Burrows and even Derek Carr, who did have a good game, especially in the second half, but came short on his real... I think this was his first playoff game, right? It was his first playoff game. Yes. The only other year the Raiders made the playoffs, they got Carr got hurt right at the end of the season. So, Tyler, what did you think of the game? 
So, I, I mean, it, we've been saying it all year, right? It just never really felt like it was the Raiders' year. This, ever since the word go, this team's had an uphill, uphill, uphill. When you think they're all right, they're done, and then there's something else would fall on their lap. It, it just, it was a bad year for the Las Vegas Raiders altogether. It, and honestly, this is what happens when you lose your head coach. John Gruden would have had this team better prepared. I think the adjustments you just said they needed to make, John Gruden would have made. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. This guy didn't even know he was going to be a coach at all at any point in his career, and he got thrown into it midseason. That's what hurt this team. Uh, the re- you can blame the refs. You can blame this. You can blame that. It doesn't really matter. The, Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders got screwed mid-year by the NFL with this whole Gruden thing, regardless of if he shouldn't, shouldn't have, whatever. It was just never their year. And honestly, Derek Carr just looked exhausted. And we've been saying it now for weeks and weeks and weeks. I think Derek Carr is a leader. I think Joe Burrow is a leader. I think that both teams have their franchise guy. Derek Carr can make any throw in the book. He's going to keep them in every game. And he's going to win every game that he can for this team. Is he their problem? No, he is not. But if I'm Derek Carr, I'm, I'm kind of looking for my way out. Uh, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't have this black cloud well, around this organization well, hold on. all the time. Hold, hold, hold on it's a second. black cloud. Hold it's, on. How, first of all, black cloud. This team now is his team. There's no more John Gruden. John Gruden yes. didn't want him there. He didn't want him there. He was probably going to be trading in the offseason if John Gruden was still still had his job and still had the opportunity to coach this team. And by the way, they fired their GM at the end of the season, which we knew was going to happen. We knew they were going to fire the After getting rid of John Gruden, John Gruden's pick was um, May, uh, Mayock. Mayock. Mayock is now gone. And, and I think Mayock has done a good job as, he, as a, a talent evaluator. He's brought a lot of good pieces to this, uh, to this Raiders team. And his Raiders team has some good young pieces moving forward. Now, obviously, uh, bringing in a wide receiver from Alabama that crashes into a car doesn't make sense. I mean, some of the weapon chargers that, uh, what's his name again? Oh, that. Yeah, so... Uh, you look at some of the stupid things that we've seen. Some of these players. This isn't Mayock's fault. This wasn't John Gruden's fault. These guys just obviously don't have any control of themselves. But to say that Derek Carr is needs his way, wants his way out. Why would he leave? If I'm Derek Carr, he's I'd got want one, my way out. He's got one of the why best. Why would you want your way out of Oakland? He's got one of the best. He's the leaders now. Renfro looks like he's going to be a player. Renfro, it's his it team. Has nothing to do with the personnel there. Josh Jacobs is a stud. Um, Hunter Renfro is going to be a very good wide receiver yeah. for many years. Yeah, and need, Darren Waller is a top five tight end football. Line. They need to the all, fix the offensive line. A problem. So. The all-line is a problem. Defense is suspect. Their all line played, played very well. well they played the good, but they got to fix it. Yeah, uh, every team needs to fix yeah. their offensive well. line. How many teams have a top-end offensive line in football? Maybe three? So everybody's looking for that next guy or that other guy to fit in oh. on the guard position, the interior, or the, the outside. So, again... Derek Carr is going nowhere, and I don't know why you think he needs to run himself out. He's got one of the best tight ends in the league, and when Josh Jacobs actually plays, as you saw in the mm-hmm. game, he is an unbelievable running back. He outran Mixon in that game, 6.4 yards in that game, and he was Josh averaging Jacobs everybody. Josh Jacobs stud when healthy. Yeah, yes. when but you're kind of getting to my point, right? There's always a, oh, God, with the Raiders. There is. It's that's just that way. That's with every team. It's no, with every that's, team. Yes, no, that's not true. The Bills haven't had it. The Patriots really? haven't had it. Hell, the Jets haven't even had it. What are you talking about? The they Jets, stink, but the, they haven't had the Jets have clouds. had more injuries this year than any team in football. What are you talking about? They lost their left tackle, but that's fun. Lost their left tackle. They lost their left they lost tackle. They lost their best wide receiver in Elijah Moore this year. They lost Corey Davis At early the end in the season. of the year when you guys what are you like talking about? 14. They lost him in the eighth game of the season. 
Eighth game. That's half the season. They, they well, lost him. He didn't play the first right. two games of the season. He played five games in a row, six games in a row, and then he was out in eight, the eighth or ninth game of the season. But what tragedy have the Jets had? What do you mean with tragedy? You went through They've the had a tragedy bumps. for 50 years. What are you talking they're, no, about? No, they're just a bad franchise, but there's no black That's cloud over That's a tragedy, them. okay? They are not. There's not a black cloud around the Jets. It's just dumb decisions by Woody Johnson. That's what we point at. There's no black cloud over the Jets. The Oakland Raiders, it just feels like every year there's like another, oh, God, thing. If I'm Derek Carr, I want to go to an organization that is better managed, better, what's, what's the word here? Just Well, run. Yeah. It's his team now. Yes. That's great. Derek Carr is a top 12 quarterback in the league. So what? Wherever he goes, it's going to be his team. Has he proven that he can win in the playoffs? He, I, I think he can, yeah. Has but he has proven he proven it? it yet? No, he hasn't. No, he lost. So, so he lost against a rookie quarterback, really. No. A second Joe, year player. Oh, second Bur- year player. Joe yeah, Burrow is that, dude. Joe Burrow's good. He's a Joe rookie Burrow's player. A Joe Sorry. Burrow's a winner. He's a winner. He's won one game in the playoffs. He's a winner. But he's a winner, though. Let's see if he goes he right went to LSU. Let's see if he goes. Broke to... every record. Won a championship. Let's see if he goes into Tennessee and he shows that he's a winner. Okay? I think he will. I okay. think that can be Tennessee. I don't think so. I not do. with Derrick Henry 100% healthy. They're not going to be able to How stop you know that one. I know he's 100% healthy. But he, they say that he, he is. He was not listed on today's injury report. Uh, no. He, he, he looks pretty good. That's what they say. Of course he's going to look Yeah, but he hasn't good. played in how long? I th- it's Derrick Henry. I don't Okay. And with, with that with that offensive line, which is fully healthy, going into the playoffs, having that week off, I'm telling you right now, Tennessee and their defense is much better, much better than they were before Derrick Henry got hurt. So they added a linebacker, a top-end linebacker. They're, they're a good run-stopping team. That was their weakness really throughout the season until they added uh, Cummings. Right? Cunningham. C- Cunningham. As soon as Cunningham became available, they brought him in. He helps out in that run-stopping defense. And now you're, you're talking about, I believe, as deep of a defense as any team right now going into the playoffs. So I, I believe that they can work on all cylinders. I think they're as dangerous as any team. The Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, Tennessee, and they got a Julio Jones that's going to go into the game healthy. A.J. Brown is the healthiest he's ever been throughout the season. I The only thing that scares me is Ryan Tannehill. That's it. So that, That's a pretty big scare. I'm sorry? That's a pretty big thing to be scared about, though. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and by the way, Snug says Titans are going to blow Cincy out. And no way. I, I don't think so. I don't know about blowout, but... I, I think the Bengals are going to upset. But we're not talking about next we're not, week's we're not. Yeah, we're not, we're not. We're not doing but that But what, what I'm saying is, is, you look at Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going nowhere. He is the franchise. I, I didn't say he was going anywhere. I said if I was him, I'd ask out. That's why I said. Why? He's running that organization. He is that He's organization. He's running that organization. Yes, he is. They're going to bring in a GM They're gonna who's bring... going to run an organization. Well, okay, you're going to tell and me. And he's going to have to get to know this guy all over They again. didn't have, again, they never asked Derek Carr because at the time he was a young quarterback and he was coming off a major injury. They didn't ask Derek Carr if you want John Gruden or not, Okay. That was the whole thing. I guarantee you, whoever they Davis bring, loves him. I guarantee you, when they bring in a GM and now a new coach, they're going to go to Derek Carr and they're going to ask Derek Carr, "Do you think that he's a good fit for you and this team?" They're going to build their team and their organization. And that's around why him. the Raiders are a terrible. Why would you ask a player about a GM? Um, guy? let me see. Because uh, most teams do. I mean, seriously, well, and most good franchise quarterbacks are asked, "Do you do you think that most, this would work?" Yes. Right. So how could you sit here and say that it wouldn't fit? Oh, it wouldn't work. I'm not saying it will or it won't. I wouldn't personally do it. But, I mean, the Raiders haven't won in how many years? 
So just keep doing well, what you're doing. Cause my, it's my uncle's a Raider fan, and he wants Carr gone bad. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get that. Derek Carr is a special. He doesn't like him. Uh, before we go to break, I'll just read some of the comments with this game. Uh, Snug says, Oakland shot themselves in the foot with the penalties. Carl says, why is he being calm and collected a concern? Ben says, Green Bay over Tennessee for the Super Bowl. No. Snug says, Bengals off- offense was a bit off. Raider has had the worst red zone defense in the league this year. If you convert two of the four field goals into touchdowns and the refs call, that would be an asterisk. Carl says, Hard Knocks should have been the Raiders. Holy hell. Uh, Gruden better. P- please, Tyler. No way. Snug says, yeah, they would have been a mid-season team. They would have been amazing. Yeah, like 2016 where the Raiders were really good and he broke. Yeah, that's the year. If they would have had John Gruden, their record would have been better Yes, than 10-7. 2016 is exactly the year I'm referring to. Uh, Carl says, I can't wait for Mayock to be back on draft evaluation for media. Snug says, yeah, yeah, you said that already. Blowout would be a bit much, but they win by double digits. And Carl says, Errol, do you feel like LeBron says like he does, even what you were saying for Carr? And then why, Snook says, why does Derek Carr look exactly like Butch Kachuk? What was the question? Errol, do you like LeBron having say like he does? Isn't that what you're asking for Carr? Like him having say in the organization? Yes. I, I think football players deserve, especially if you're the quarterback and you're the franchise of the team, you should absolutely have the opportunity to make a decision on who you want to coach the team. GM... You don't know. They're going to bring in a GM that they believe is going to help build this team, help is a good talent evaluator that can bring in good young players that can help you grow as an organization. When they bring in the coach, before they bring in the coach, or they have a selection of three coaches, they should go to the quarterback, if he's your franchise, and ask him, do you think he's the quality, he's the coach that you want to play for? Is he the quality that you want to play for in the future? If he's not, you don't bring him in. You bring well, in the, the guy. the GM says he's perfect. No. It doesn't matter. First of all, the GM's going to come and go. The franchise, the franchise player is going to be there forever. Okay, there's a GM. Mostly, you, you, a GM gets signed for four to five years. That's what they do, and they don't usually, unless you're a top end GM and you're going to bring your team to the playoffs every single year and you have a chance to win a Super Bowl almost every other year. You're probably going to get fired. Okay, that quarterback, <laughs> Derek Carr, is going to be there. For, for the rest of his career, unless for some reason. What are you laughing about? What are Jerry, you doing? Unless you're Jerry Jones. Because well. <laughs> <laughs> he'll never fire himself. He's been the longest GM in sports history. Well, the fact <laughs> is, the, 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 the fact is, and we're not here talking. We'll talk about the Cowboys a little bit later. I know. But honestly, Derek Carr is that franchise. And if you're going to bring in a coach, you've got to make sure that Derek Carr is on board with that coach. And if he's not, you don't bring him in. Mm-mm. That's it. That's it. Because he's your franchise. But then, you, then he has to have say in the GM then. Because the GM and him have to Don't agree worry, we're going to have an ex-NFL player, an ex-coach in the NFL coming on in just a few moments. And I'm sure he's going to agree with me because it makes a tremendous amount of sense. Why would you go against your franchise player and say, you know what, who cares what you yeah. say? I'm going to bring the guy I wanted. They did that already. Did it work with John Gruden? It did. Yes. No, well, it didn't. It would have worked. This team is built on John Gruden's really? DNA. How many times did John Gruden make the playoffs since he's been there? Well, this year was How many times? How many times? Yeah, but he, he, but, he, but he, he was building but it. But Derek Carr was there well before him. Was, How'd that work? And Derek Carr's been fighting injury almost the last three seasons. That's okay? true. That's true. All right. It doesn't matter right. if it's true or not. He, Derek Carr, you can't pick and choose if you have what's fighting you injuries, want to be correct. How, how are you supposed to Derek win? Carr, because your head coach should have an offensive line built in place oh. so you don't get hurt. No? Yes? No? Yeah, but you got to take, take care of yourself, too. Come on, Mr. Cowboy. You know about offensive line. You got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of yourself. 
Oh, God. So now you're so, blaming Derek Carr right, for Derek Carr right, being hurt. All right. We're, we're going to go to a quick break, but I, I'm going to tell you this right now. There's no way in hell, if anybody is a fan or anybody is an analyst, or how about this? Anybody coaches a high school, a college, or a professional football team is going to sit here and say, hey, you know what? My franchise quarterback means nothing. I'm going to decide what I want to bring I'm in. I'm not saying and it's that. And it's going to work. I'm not it's saying that. Work. But then why would you get a GM to do a GM job if you're just going to listen to the quarterback anyway? Mm-hmm. You're bringing a GM because the GM is supposed to say, well, this is what your team is missing. Mm-hmm. And this is the head coach that's going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Well, I disagree. Anyways, uh, in just a few moments, we will be talking to former Vikings linebacker and current Vikings radio analyst Pete Bereshik here on the Sports Lab Mouse. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mouse. What are we going back to the 70s, Speedy? What the hell is this? <laughs> As you guys know, this is the Sports Loud Mouse. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy, Drizzle, Petey, and Tyler Duff Harrison. <laughs> and our special guest, The Beef. As everybody knows, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can call us at 631-672-3108. You can go to our website, again, at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Uh, download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Anyways, uh, we, we this is really a football show mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, there's a lot of wild card to talk about. We are going to talk uh, a little bit about next week's, well, this week's games uh, for the divisional games. There's a lot of great games. I think there are a lot better games and more interesting games going into the divisional games. But we have our guest, and I, I did my research on this guy. And, and I, by the way, uh, this guy is very well respected around the NFL and the league. We are now talking to former Vikings linebacker and current Vikings radio analyst Pete Bereshik. What's going on, Pete? Not much. How you guys doing? Pretty heated debate. I like it. It's, ah. good. it's healthy. Yes, there's it's a lot. If, if Pete, if you actually listen to the show, and, and I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to become a fan of this show because there's a lot of debating and there's a lot of arguing on this show. Not only from us, from our fans that call the show and attack every single different personality that we bring on the show besides us. <laughs> One of which is about your team's quarterback. That's we we split down the middle on that. <laughs> and yeah. just and just so you know, Pete, I know you're looking at a producer right now. Pete. Yeah, <laughs> he. Lost a bet. Uh-huh. He lost a bet, so he has to wear a woman's panty on his head. So that's what he's wearing. He's okay. wearing women's panties on his head. He's he's right. living up to his bet and his loss. So uh, don't right. think that we're a little crazy. He just had this was the particular show that he had to wear uh, panties on his head. So there you go. I just thought I thought he was a fan of like eighties metal. <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually <laughs> am. I actually am too. I told you it looked like a bandana. And it's not really fair. No, you're right. I actually am too. So if you think of it that way, I prefer that. <laughs> He looks like the bass player from Cinderella. <laughs> I will accept that. That is that is the best word, version of that. Thank you. That's hilarious. As you guys know, as you guys know, we are talking to former Vikings linebacker and current Vikings radio analyst Pete Bereshik. Now, Pete, tell us a little bit before we get into your thoughts of the wild card games and and where you see the the playoffs moving forward with maybe some of these teams that the goat, aka Tom Brady. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, who I believe is the best quarterback in the NFL. So, uh, why don't we get into kind of your career and what had you? How did you become a radio show host as an analyst? Well, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I grew up. I, I grew up just south of Chicago. I went to Providence Catholic High School and right outside of Joliet. Uh, was recruited to Notre Dame. Played at Notre Dame from '90 to '93. All my whole time was under Lou Holtz, and then I was drafted by the Vikings in '94. Um, played until 2000. The last the last game I played in was the 41 donut against the New York Giants. <laughs> so any mm. East Coast people love that or remember that one. Uh, then I was out a year in 2001. That was the year that Corey Stringer passed away in practice. And then in 2002, I started coaching. I started as a quality control coach and then made my way up to linebacker coach up until 2006. Spent a little time in Arizona with Denny Green um, and the Cardinals. Then I retired, got out of coaching. And then in 2007, um, Joe Sensor, who had been the current guy who did my job on the radio, uh, retired. So then they asked me if I wanted to do it. And then I, I, I've been doing it since 2007. So it's been 26 seasons now that I've been mm-hmm. with the Vikings. So what was Dennis Green like as a head coach, uh, both when you were pl- as a player with the Vikings, then you said later on with the Cardinals and also Brian Billick on that coaching staff for yeah. a little <laughs> bit before he went to the Ravens. What were those two guys like? Um, Billick was interesting because Billick was, uh, Billick had a temper, right? He was, he was pretty fiery, had a temper, very smart, um, you know, and, and I think did an amazing job. And, and like all good coaches, you know, you'll see guys that have success in, in, in a particular team or on a particular team, and then they'll go somewhere else and then they'll have a different set of players, but then try to install and do the exact same things they did with other players and other teams. And it doesn't always work. And Billick, I think, did a really nice job of, of adapting to whatever talent that the team had. Uh, I love Denny Green. Denny Green, uh, he recruited me when I was in high school, when he was the head coach at Stanford, um, played for him for seven years. We had only, we had people ask me, it was like, what's it like to play in a game at the end of the season when, you know, you're not going anywhere. And I say, I don't know what that's like. Cause for the seven years that I played for Denny, we made the playoffs all but one year. I mean, I, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough. You hear about Odell Beckham jr. I played in eight playoff games and I'm a nobody, right. I'm just a, you know, backup <laughs> special teams kind of linebacker guy that, that just managed to eke his way through seven seasons in the NFL, but I got to play in eight playoff games. So I love Denny. Denny was great. He was all business. Um, you know, didn't accept excuses. Um, did, you know, didn't fraternize much with the players. He just was like, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. And um, his, my favorite thing that he would always say is, guys, you have to know your role, you have to accept your role, and then you have to perfect your role. Just like your producer, your role is to wear women's underwear on your head. <laughs> <laughs> and so he knows his role, look at it, and then he accepted it. And now he's perfecting it because look at him. He's just wearing it with pride. I, exactly I accept it more. Team, he's wearing it with pride. That is how a team functions. That's hilarious. Pete, I accept you know? it more now that I know that I, 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 could, be, I could be a doppelganger for an 80s hairband. I'll take it. <laughs> and so, and then coaching for Denny, Denny was great because if he had a problem with you, he would find you in your office, walk, you know, shut the door, and then talk to you about it one-on-one. Um, and he was very, you know, he was very loyal to the guys that, that were, you know, that showed loyalty to him. And, Loyalty in coaching is kind of uh, it's huge. It's un- it's unbelievably important, which is why you see guys get jobs that you kind of you scratch your head and go. You would think that they'd go out and try to find the best at each position to bring in to coach that that specific position, but they don't. The number one factor is trust. Can I trust the person I'm bringing in to do the work that's required to not stab me in the back? 
um, to not be going and running to the GM saying, Hey, if I was in charge, I'd be doing this instead of that. Those are the huge, those are the, those are really, really big factors in all this. And so there's so much, there's just so much at play, even with these coaching interviews and all that, it, it's so, it, it's so hard to know because how do you get to know a guy in, in what, in a couple hours? Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not bragging, but I had the opportunity in 2004 to interview with uh, the Patriots for a position there that Dean Pease eventually got. Mm. And I was there from one in the afternoon till 11 o'clock at night. Wow. I mean, I spent wow. a long time in a room with Romeo Cornell and um, um, Eric Mangini and Pepper Johnson you know, and, mm. and, and Belichick. And it was it was like 10 hours of just kind of like a like a. Uh, uh, um, you know, you stand up and, and do your finals verbally, <laughs> you know, but that's, you know, that's, that's just the work that I think that needs to be done sometimes. And, 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 you know, I've been, like I said, I've been around this game a long time. It's changed quite a bit. Um, so a lot of it. I like a lot of it. I don't like, I miss a lot of the old, you know, the old NFL, but you know, it is what it is. It's still popular. You know, it, it's what 92 of the top 100 live TV shows from last year were NFL games. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, it's still, it's still the greatest sport on earth, even though it's not. I don't think as good as it used to be. Pete, Maybe. you know, Pete, you know what? Maybe you should have wore like uh, women's panties on your head when you met Belichick. <laughs> Maybe you would have gotten the job. Well, that would be a good story. You know, I'll say this: even if they didn't hire you, they would never forget you. <laughs> never forget. You. Now, I don't know about the leopard or cheetah. I think you want to go something a little more conservative, depending upon what town you're in. In Vegas, it might be okay. But you can't go to Minnesota with those. I mean, you, you know, it's, that's that's a little bit too much for for everybody up there. Oh, Pete, how are you? That was hysterical. Um, so obviously, you brought up that you were in Notre Dame, one of the most, if not the most prestigious college football school in the nation, um, with the history and the origins for Notre Dame. And you mentioned Lou Holtz, who's probably one of the greatest college coaches of all time, and he's kind of got this. Uh, legend as being a little bit of a, a a jokester we'll say or a little bit of a fun-loving guy do you have any <laughs> cool or funny uh lou holtz stories um my favorite my i think my favorite personal lou holtz story was uh one day we were practicing punt return and we were doing punt return and i was on the punt return and it's a middle return and i'm trying to block the guard he's right next to the long snapper and they snap the ball and the guy you know they run a pick play with the snapper and so I run down the field with the guy and I just push him out of the middle because that's the whole concept of a middle return. And so Lou blows the whistle, stops practice, walks out, looks at me and goes, who do you have? And I'm like, that guy. He said, which way are you supposed to block him? I said, that way. He goes, well, which way did you block him? And I went, that way. I just got him out of the middle of the field. And he looked at me and he goes, son, you're going to make me take recruiting more seriously. And then he turned around and he walked away. And that's probably the most that he talked. Meh. He didn't talk to me much more than that my entire my entire time there. I mean, he was the thing with Lou is is that we were we were competitive, and we went live in pads and practice all the time. Um, and you know, you're out there. I mean, I'm out there practicing. Jerome Bettis was in my class, so I'm out there practicing against guys like Aaron Taylor, Jerome Bettis, Tim Ruddy, um, Blake Dawson, uh, Reggie Brooks, Tony Brooks, Ricky Waters, um, Anthony Johnson. Uh, I mean, every single day. And Lou was so, 
I remember, here's another great story. We were down, at, remember the Sugar Bowl back? I don't know if you guys are, I don't know how old you guys are. But back in 91, where the big joke was that the only, you know, what belongs in a, you know, difference between Notre Dame and Cheerios is that Cheerios belong in a bowl and Notre Dame doesn't, right? <laughs> I was like, ah, whatever. The last day in pads, which was always a big night for us because we'd go out that night and get drunk because it was done with pads for the for the year. We were practicing outside at a, at a, at a small Catholic school and it was raining, so... We all got on the buses and we drove to this big expo center. So we get off the buses and we're in this big concrete room, right? With the pillars and everything. And we start taking our pads off and then Lou's like, what the hell are you guys doing? No one ever said take your pads off, right? So we practiced on concrete, full pads, thud. We just couldn't tackle to the ground for two hours. We were not afraid of it. We were not afraid of Florida. (laughs) There's no way... You know what I mean? You, you, Florida can't hurt us, you know, but Lou practicing on concrete and, you know, that if you could get through him, you can get through anything. And, uh, you know, it was a great four years. And, and what can I say other than that? We are talking to former Vikings linebacker and current Vikings radio analyst, Pete Barisic. Uh, Barisic. Uh, so let, let me, let me get into the NFL games this week and, it, to me, a lot of people are going back and forth with the calls, uh, the the referees in the game, the play calling from the coaches. Uh, Cowboy fans are probably still crying. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not. Uh, Pete, just look at the look at the camera that uh, mm. that has the ta- that has the table showed. He's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> oh, no, all right. Sorry, right. my dad. My it's... dad was on the original Dallas Cowboy team in 1960. Oh wow! So I'm sorry. I got to be. I'm a little bit of a Cowboys fan. There you so. go. So why don't Bears, we get, Cowboys, and Vikings. so so why don't Bears, we get Cowboys, into Vikings. each game? We'll go from each game and and some of your thoughts. The Vegas and Cincinnati game, obviously, Derek Carr versus Burrow, two really good quarterbacks. One who's a veteran, who's still fairly young, and the other one that's only been in the league for two years, coming off a very big injury. Uh, this year, he's been sensational. The second half of the season with uh, yeah. Jamar Chase and and Boyd and Higgins. What were your thoughts going into the game and after the game? Uh, do you blame the referees like a lot of people are blaming uh, on the reason why the Raiders, the Vegas Raiders, lost the game? <laughs> mm. um, you have to refresh my memory on the call. I didn't see the entire – I didn't see all of that game. We did play Cincinnati during the season, and Burrow is, is you know, he's um, he's a good quarterback. You know, he, he's got – he's kind of got what you need, and that's a lot of it has to do with, I think, with courage. Mm-hmm. Um, he's smart. Uh, it's nice for him to have, I like T Higgins quite a bit. And I think in the beginning of the season, T Higgins did a lot of the heavy lifting. Jamar chase is exactly what they want. And that's a change up a guy that they can get to down the field. Um, you know, defensively, I thought they had, you know, they had some, some holes here and there. Um, we didn't get a chance to see much of the Raiders. I mean, I like Carr. I think he's, you know, he's a decent, he's a good quarterback. And, you know, when you talk about the injury thing, it's like, you got to protect them, right? You have to keep, you have to protect them. That's the same thing I think with that the Bears have going with Fields right now is everybody's talking about the new head coach and you know what's he going to do with Fields? What are you going to do with Fields? If you're if you're going to be honest, you need to go out and find the best offensive line finding GM that you could possibly get, the best developing offensive line head coach you can get, and scouts and the whole thing because until they get themselves and figure out that offensive line. Fields will never be able to develop when he truly can be. And so, you know, it, it, it's, uh, 
it's a huge it's a huge thing and it's a huge problem in the NFL. It's so hard to find really good offensive linemen anymore. I no. just totally went sideways. No, with no, that no, one. no, 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 no. Sad. And, I went and, way over. No, you go sideways. And, and by the and by the way, <laughs> and by the way, Pete, what happened in the game was the fourth quarter. I think uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was nine minutes left of the the game. It was late in the third quarter. Late the third what, quarter. I'm what sorry. it was is the, the there was a impulse whistle that was called because one of the side judges thought Burrow's foot stepped out of bounds. Oh yeah, which, yeah I saw which that. It clearly yeah, didn't. Yeah, that that if, if it, it, it's it's. See, that's the problem I have with a lot of this stuff. And, you know, I, thank you for refreshing my memory. I saw so much football this weekend. If there's an inadvertent whistle, the play's dead. That's the rule, right? I don't know what the, I don't know what the conversation was about. Was it, you know, one of them said he was out of bounds. Is that why it blew the whistle? Mm-hmm. But when you blow the whistle, the play's dead. You replay the down. Done. So they, they shouldn't have let that play stand. Mm-hmm. That play should not have stood. They scored a touchdown on that play, right? That was yep. the play. No, yes. Yeah. Yep. No, they had another. It was only, I think it was only second down or third down. It was third down at the time, so it would have been fourth down, down so they probably would have kicked the field goal, yeah. They they have to they, – they, that's the rule. I mean, you get an inadvertent whistle, it's it's uh, it's like it's like the timeout rule. You guys familiar with that? We had this happen mm-hmm. to us a few times where it happened to Sheldon Richardson where he got penalized for calling the timeout right after we had called the timeout. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. It's only a penalty if the referee blows the whistle. You can stand there all day and try to call a timeout. If the referees don't blow their whistle, it's not a penalty. But if the referee inadvertently says blows the whistle and then goes, oh, wait, sorry, that was a mistake. You guys just called timeout. Now it's a penalty. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of those weird, bizarre little things in there, but the letter of the law says if that whistle blew before the play was over, then that 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 play has to be redone hmm. unless those guys were worried about getting out of there alive, because that could have been, <laughs> you know, that's, that's something that's always in the back of your mind. They're only human. You know what I mean? So moving on to the bills and the Patriots game, a blowout, big, big yeah. blowout in that one. So are the bills, do they make a statement? Maybe that they're the best team, maybe in the AFC right now, even over a team like the chiefs and the Titans that are higher seeds. And also on the Patriots end, is this a big concern for them? Or is it just like a one blip for a young team? Well, you know, the Patriots, the Patriots don't have much in the way of a pass rush right now, um, at least from what I remember. Uh, so they're they're going to have to they're going to have to fix that up, I think, a little bit. Um, you know, I like their quarterback. I think he's 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 a good, solid quarterback. Um, you know, for the Bills, they're they're hot right now. And I mean, they they're just they're hot, and they have such a good defense. Um, they had a great defense all throughout the year, and. You got to have that balance. One thing to look for now with teams is do they have do they have a weakness? That's why the Rams intrigue me so much because I think if the Rams can run the ball efficiently, they're going to be a tough out because Stafford can't throw. The, they're not going to win with Stafford throwing 45, 50 times a game. They're not going to win that way. But if they can run the football um, and 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 move the chains and get the third manageable and do those things. You know, I think the you know the Rams have a good shot too. But Buffalo right now, they're just they're they're hot, and uh, I think they're probably. You know, I haven't seen Tennessee again yet, but you know they're of the teams I think in the AFC that are left. I think they're the best. I would also agree with you. Speaking of the best, the best quarterback in the NFL, put on a drumming. Aaron Rodgers. Are we gonna get it to Aaron Rodgers? Oh, don't tell that no, to the Vikings guy. No, we're guy. not. We're not. We're not. We're not gonna talk about that guy hey. that Pete doesn't want to mention right now. That's fine. <laughs> We but, can agree that he's the best. Doesn't mean we have to like him. That's fair. <laughs> That's, That's true. Fair. Right? That's true. 
I mean, so Tom Brady, the GOAT, you know, we can clearly say he's the GOAT at this point, put on drumming on on the Philadelphia Eagles, and they will obviously have a home game against the aforementioned Rams. I think it's Saturday. Do you, was there any giant takeaways besides the fact that the Eagles were just in over their heads? Well, no, I mean, I think, again, I think the Eagles represent kind of that one-sided team, a team that can run the football. They had trouble, you know, they're going to have trouble if they need to throw it. Um, the question is worse, is the, is the offensive line, is how is that going to look for uh, for Tampa Bay? Because the Rams probably have the best defensive lineup, defensive line group um, in the NFL right now. Um, they're They're just unbelievable. So can they put enough pressure? Um, Brady, I know Brady loves the short throws and everything else, um, but can you know can they put enough pressure on Brady to disrupt them? Because Brady is all about timing. It's timing, timing, timing. So you have to jam their receivers. You have to reroute them. You have to find a way to get that timing off. And if you can do that, you can have you can have success against Tampa Bay. I I, I um, you know like I said, said like I said before with the Rams, if they can run that football, you know Sony Michelle. Finish the season out really well. Good cutback zone runner. If he if 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 they can run that football, and again, Tampa Bay has an unbelievably good defensive line and defensive front. Two really good defensive fronts. That one's going to come down, I think, to who can you know who who can run the ball better, um, just because of uh, just because of the the strengths of both teams' defensive lines. As you guys know, we are talking to former Vikings linebacker and current Vikings radio analyst Pete. Bursich. Now, San Francisco Cowboys, that was the most controversial game throughout the weekend. Um, the Cowboy fans crying. That was so interesting because I've never I've never seen a bunch of cameras point to all the fans and in one section, everybody just you know, bickering, crying all over the place. And then uh, throwing trash yeah. on the field. And then throwing trash yeah. on the field. Well, they were yeah, throwing at the referees. That's what they were that doing. One, that one was crazy. I mean, that, that was, uh, that was definitely, definitely a crazy bit, but that's, I think, expectations, right? I mean, that's people, um, Dallas fans had huge, huge expectations after that whole year. Um, you know, I thought that they were going to the Dallas, you know, they did a good job, but what was amazing is how well, again, San Francisco, when, or whenever, whenever uh, Dak Prescott threw the football, he wasn't throwing it much to C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper. They took out, what San Francisco did is they eliminated they took out the two best offensive threats and Dallas for some reason doesn't want to run the football. Whenever the game goes down and when it gets down to gets down to cutting time, they always want to put it in the hands of Dak Prescott, which is something that, you know, you pay him all that money and he's your guy. I I guess I get it, but I don't think they, I don't think they run the football enough, but um, you know, they, again, San Francisco did a really, really nice job of just bottling up those wide receivers playing that, you know, playing a very aggressive, um, they were physical, disruptive, um, you know, and I'm trying, I'm trying to remember all, you know, all mm-hmm. of the game in my head. Um, and then, oh, by the way, 14 penalties. I mean, mm-hmm. let's just, let's just start there. Most when you take a team, team in the, into a, in the league. When you take a team into the playoffs, it's like, People people want to talk about the coach and, and 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 you know Mike McCarthy and saying you know fire him for that last play. You got to ask yourself how did you get there? Well, you're throwing interceptions, you're you know you're under pressure, under duress, and you have 14 penalties. I mean, what part of that means looks and says that you're prepared? So if if anything, 
the fans, the ownership and all that with McCarthy, they should be upset about the fact that that team wasn't quite ready mentally. I don't think to play that football game. Not when you're not, when you have that many penalties. I mean, it was, again, I think with all these games, the officials were like center stage just because of, just because of all the, all the flags and everything that were, that were being thrown. So I want to add, look at that from the 49ers perspective. Now that obviously they get the win, they run the ball very well. Now they get to play the Packers, a team of your bitter rivalry as a, as a Vikings guy. And you said as a bears connection too, as well. <laughs> um, so the 49ers have had the Packers number for over the years, but the Packers beat him earlier this year. Obviously they, they hung tough with, they beat the Vikings earlier this year, uh, a high scoring game, very thrilling game in that yep. one. So what do you think the 49ers have to do to knock off the Packers, even amidst now all these injuries that they have? Well, they got to, They're gonna have to find a way to to slow down to slow down the receivers, right? They're gonna have to find a way to to uh, to slow down Devontae Adams. And you know the thing with the Packers now with Dylan, um, you know they they can run the ball. And when when you can run the football, when Green Bay can run the football, then you're just giving Rodgers the opportunity to sit back and go, all right, what do we got here? We've got too deep. That okay, we're gonna run the ball if, it, if it's single high safety. If they see if Rogers sees single high safety and press man on the outside, he's throwing a fade, and he is the best fade throwing quarterback I have seen. He's unbelievable at it. It's something that it's so hard to defend. And then if it's in the red zone, it'll be a stop fade. If you blitz him, zero blitz, he's just going to throw something right down the middle of the field, right? You know, he's so smart that it's very very hard to confuse him. It's very very hard to show him one thing and then give him another and try to do all those things. So the best way to get to him is via the defensive line. Don't let him out of the pocket. Don't let him scramble, but try to harass him with a four-man rush. If you can get to him with a four-man rush, you are in great shape. And if San Francisco will see how Bosa's doing, but Eric Armstead, he's a beast, right? You've, you've, got some really, you've got some good defensive linemen in there and some athletic linebackers that can blitz if everybody's healthy. You know, I think that they can run with them. And – you know, with Green Bay and their defense, which has been pretty solid, they get they get to the quarterback well. Teams that have had success against them, it's run after the catch. This Packers defense, when they get tired, if they're on the field for a long time, they start missing tackles in that secondary. You know, and um, our guy from the 49ers is pretty is pretty good. I can't I can't recall his name at the moment. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm um, forgetting his name, but. They've got some people that Ayuk can run after the catch. Mm-hmm. You've got some guys that can run after the catch on this 49er team. I'm Debo not a fan Samuel. of Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Garoppolo, he, he can throw the ball well in between the hash marks, but that's it. You know, he's not a, he's not a fade guy. He's not a outside-the-numbers kind of a thrower. It, you know, so I think the Packers' defense has a better chance of completely shutting down the 49ers' offense than vice versa. So while we're talking about people overreacting earlier this year, everyone was overreacting <laughs> to this Kansas City Chiefs team. Oh, they're done. Oh, they're not going to make the playoffs. Pat Mahomes is overrated. We heard a bunch of stuff that just it, – it, it was blasphemous all, all season long. Here they are again, a game away from another AFC championship. What do you expect to see from the Chiefs as they host the Bills on uh, Saturday or Sunday? Well, I mean, for the, you know, for the, I'm sorry, my, my son's getting in the car here Uh, for the chiefs. It's, it's mainly just don't turn the ball over. Right. I mean, that's kind of been, that's kind of been their thorn in the side. And then defensively, you've got some people to account for up front. Uh, But even against the Steelers team, that was pretty, you know, pretty average. It took them a while to get going. I think it's going to be tough for them 
uh, if they find themselves behind the eight ball and let things get out of control early. So how they start is going to be very important. We are talking to former Vikings linebacker and current Vikings radio show host, Pete Barashik. Now, Pete, before we let you go, because I know you're busy, uh, <laughs> you got your son in the car. Um, are you First of all, what were your thoughts of Ben Roethlisberger's career? Because obviously he's a Hall of Famer, one of the great quarterbacks of our era. But also, what were your thoughts to the final game of the weekend that really uh, turned a lot of people off? Nobody would have thought that the L.A. Rams were going to just completely crush the um, the Cardinals, a team with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray showed you why he is a rookie. He's a young player, and he's a little wet behind the ears. Were you surprised that Kyler Murray made that many mistakes in one game, which we haven't seen <laughs> Kyler Murray do in a, in a whole season? It'll show you what any quarterback, what happens to any quarterback when they're under pressure and when they're under pressure constantly. When you have guys like Donald coming up the middle, Von Miller coming off the edge, you've got Floyd coming out, you got, you've got all these guys, you've got so much pressure. And he just, I mean, it happened to him in the last regular season game as well, where he was missing some wide open receivers and not, and not really able to orchestrate the offense the way they like to. And it's, it's, it's such a subtle difference when you have those guys out there that can rush the passer and they are difference makers like they are. It, it, it's, it's, it's amazing um, what, how human some, a quarterback can look if they're under, if they're under duress. Uh, before we let you go, Pete, <clears throat> uh, any thoughts of Ben Roethlisberger's career? Did, did, are you surprised that it's coming to an end? I'm not. I mean, he's 38, no, 39 I mean, he's, he's been around long enough. I mean, Big Ben is – you know, to come from a smaller college and do what he did is pretty amazing. Um, you know, he's – I mean, I think – and it's in football, or at least in the NFL, um, you know, you play the game to earn the respect of those you play with and against. And I think everybody that's played against him uh, for years, they no matter what they think of him, they respect him for how he went about his business and, you know, um, his ability to stay – I've never seen a quarterback be able to take the hits and have D lineman hanging off of his back and still able to get throws off. I mean, that's, it's just, it's absolutely amazing what, you know, what he was able to do um, from that respect, the Super Bowl winner. Um, not much more you can, you know, not much more you can say. A lot of good wide receivers came through Pittsburgh, not a place where, you know, you, you would, you would think that they would, but he developed a lot of young, you know, re, you know, receivers around him. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he went about his business the right way. He was, I mean, I like, I like, I like Big Ben. Pete, why don't you tell the fans how they can find you on social media? Uh, it, it's just um, um, at Pete Bursich on uh, on Twitter. That's it. Twitter. That's all I can do. It's all I can handle. <laughs> That's what I. And I. By the way, I have Twitter too. We got to follow each other. You're awesome. I would love to get Thank you on again. Uh, I tell your son I said hello. Uh, I will. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate all the time that you Anytime, gave us. Anytime, guys. Thank you very much. Let's do it again. Absolutely. As you guys all know, right. we were talking to former Vikings linebacker and current Vikings radio analyst Pete Bershik. Very, very nice guy. Great personality as well. Uh, and I know he was in a rush. Son was in the car. And uh, I'm just happy he joined us mm -hmm. and gave us the time, which we really appreciate. Great stories, too. Yes. Really, yes. really. I good. actually think he was the most knowledgeable guy. Very, very knowledgeable. Greg Bishop was really, really good. Yes, too. he was. Really, really good. You weren't here, but uh, mm -hmm. see? that guy was awesome. Yeah, he really was. He told us a lot of. That I was here for. So don't don't everyone call and be like, eh, Tyler. Just that I was here for. What so, you were here for? What 
Do you no, work? I'm just saying there are probably guests that were very knowledgeable that I wasn't here for. Yeah, well, and you know, I'm not talking about them. I can only talk about the ones I've been here. No, for. Pete's awesome. He really is, and and he gave us some really good information. Notre Dame. We went through all the games. His his thoughts to the. I didn't ask the question I was dying to, but that's what, fine. What was the question? I want to know what he thinks about Kirk freaking Cousins. That's what I was. Uh, I wanted to know. What... I, I I want him to be like. Uh, I mean, he works for the Vikings, so he's not going to blast the guy. But you know, you his know. body language would. Guarantee you, who likes Kirk Cousins? And I'm going to tell you where Kirk Cousins is going to be next year. You ready to hear this? Where is he going to be? And here's the throwback. Pittsburgh. Uh, no, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be a San Francisco 45, 49er next year. Could you stop? Uh, with the, we're what? not during the live show. There's cameras decline. on the table too. Yeah, do yeah. That. Stop well, banging the, the banging the camera. I mean, seriously. Yeah, you you go crazy because they score a goal. I mean, it's ridiculous. You make it seem like they won the Stanley Cup. All right. <laughs> what do you mean? Every time they score, you go crazy. Like they won a Stanley Cup. They've scored five times. I've reacted once. Congratulations. It's let, a let, regular season game. It's a regular season game. Oh, you guys are boring today. Jesus. Boring. Christmas. Boring. I'm, I'm going to sit here. We're talking about the NFL right now. We're not talking about the Rangers. Anyways, uh, I, j- just so I'm everybody, talking about the Rangers, uh, the Vikings, the, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins. I believe he's going to be a San Francisco 49er. They still have. Uh, so do the Vikings bring in then? The Vikings are probably going to draft a quarterback. That's where they're going to go. I, I, I mean, there's a couple of quarterbacks that really stand out in the second round where the Vikings can. They're not going to draft a quarterback in the first. Well, they eight and, season, eight and seven this season. So now they're going to take a step backwards. Yeah, they're going to. They they need to rebuild. They they, they, they fire their coach, they fire their GM. So it'll be a fresh. It's start. a rebuilding. It's a rebuilding year. They still have how, how many years on Cousins' contract? Uh, he's the last one. Oh, this is it. Yeah, he's a free, a, he's so he's a free, free agent. agent. Okay. And San Francisco, and I know Shanahan loves him, and he loved him. He's the one who drafted him Whoa. in Washington. So I believe Kirk Cousins will be the quarter. He will start next year as the starting quarterback. So for let the me San ask Francisco you this: 49ers. Saint Garoppolo wins in Green Bay this week. He's not. No, just to say. Mm-hmm. Then what? You, you, you're going to get rid of Garoppolo because he just beat, accordingly, the best quarterback if, if, in the league. Depends on what the offer is. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be the quarterback of the future of that organization. Mm. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's still, he's still fairly young. He is young. So he's fairly young. And but if he gets him to the, NF- the NFC Championship game. His contract's game. too high. Okay? If they get him to the championship game. His contract's game. too high. Then what? He's making... I think Kirk, not Kirk Cousins, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is making about $26 million, $25 million yep. a year. So, you, so, so you're going to get rid of a guy who brings you to an NFC championship because game. It, why would and they, a Super Bowl. Why, again, why would you draft a quarterback and give up all those drafts, draft picks? Then why are you going to sign Kirk Cousins? Because for? Kirk Cousins is an older player. You can bring Kirk Cousins in to start one year, sign him a one-year deal, because Jimmy Garoppolo is still under contract. He's going to want more than one year. What? He's going to want more than one year. Two years. He signed a two-year contract in Minnesota. So he's going to get one year, and it will be one year on the bench. But once you so, start Trey Lance? No, no Trey Lance is not keep ready. Jimmy G as a backup because no. Jimmy G knows Jimmy the G offense. Jimmy G doesn't. First of all, Jimmy G is not a backup. He won't be a backup. He is a starting quarterback. We don't know league. that. Yes, He will yes, not be do. a backup. Yes, we do. Listen, all I know is it makes perfect sense for him to stay in San Francisco He's not for both staying sides. in San Francisco. No, no, how is it? For first both of all, sides. it hurts their salary cap. How, is it, how does it make perfect sense? Sure, it does. But he knows Very the offense. So. Very he knows so. the offense. Okay. He's took him to a Super Bowl. So does Kirk He's Cousins, the, by the way, who knows that, offense that's fine. just as well. That's fine. Well, how many Kirk Cousins Super Bowls have you seen? Uh, okay. Zero? Okay. Kirk Cousins Zero? played for Washington, okay? That's great. Oh, he yeah. went to a Vikings team. Shanahan Stop bringing up the Redskins. <laughs> Which, by the way, a Viking team <laughs> that was <laughs> on the, the cusp of going to a Super Bowl. They're not the He's the, the reason they didn't do it. That's fine. He went to Washington, I mean, Minnesota, with all this talent. Dalvin Cook. Now he had Justin Jefferson, Dalen Diggs. By the way, Stephon Diggs didn't like him so much he demanded out. Come on. 
Which, by the way, shout out to the 2013 Washington football team that had Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Matt LaFleur on the same coaching staff. Uh, so hold staff. on one second. Because <laughs> so, Stefan Diggs wanted out. By the way, they have a guy named Justin Jefferson, who, by the way, is a better wide receiver than Diggs. Stop. Okay. Uh, Stop it. Don't you get me started. Stop if it. If you think that Diggs is better than Jefferson. He is absolutely better than Justin Jefferson. Who's better? Who's better? Here's the thing, though, Tyler. The Diggs who's pick better? was with the Jefferson, so that wouldn't correlate mm. anyway. Who was, who's better? I think Jefferson's a little better right now, but he's it's better. not by much. Again, he's it's not really not relevant even. for the circumstances, You're though, because the, the Diggs I'm pick crazy? became Jefferson. You're crazy. Jefferson's an all-pro player this year. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. He's an all-pro player. He's an all-pro player. If the Buffalo Is Diggs Bills... an all-pro player? No, he's not. He should be. He's, he should, he be. should be. No, he shouldn't. He absolutely should he's be. He's a top three wide receiver in the league. Justin Jefferson isn't. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I don't believe he is. Okay, let's. I, it's let's not see. really relevant to the argument though, because D- the Diggs pick became Jefferson. So if they mm. kept Diggs. They would have had Diggs still, but, and I don't think Cousins would have made a difference. Mm, no, nope. I, I still don't think you get rid of Garoppolo. You keep him. No, I, I, they're going to get rid of him. This contract really affects, especially him. if he takes him to a championship game this year. He's not going to a championship game, and even if they go I to think, the Super Bowl, how do you it, know that? Okay, you don't know. He that. takes the team to the Super Bowl. He first of all, he, it's good trade stock. You could get a lot back for a guy that brings you to a Super Bowl again. Or but why would you want to get rid of a quarterback? Because a Super they don't Bowl quarterback. They don't believe in him. He's not gonna. He, again, we've seen he this was before. Handpicked by Neil Shane. O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell took the Pittsburgh Steelers all the way to the Super Bowl and lost in the Super Bowl. What happened to Neil O'Donnell? They got rid of him. They, he signed with the New York Jets, okay? Uh, okay, and what did that do for him? It's not only because of Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't make that team tick. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have a good game last game. No, he didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't. It wasn't the reason why they won, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo's second half is the reason they San made the Francisco's playoffs, It was San Francisco's defense. That's why they won. Yeah, but his second half is the reason they made the playoffs. It doesn't matter. First of all, hold on one second. The second half? Of the season. Uh, the second half of the season? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, he played re- very well. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo had an outstanding second half. By the way, Justin Justin Jefferson land this year had 108 receptions, 1,616 yards, 15 yards per catch, okay? 10 touchdowns. Uh, and Stefan Diggs is not even close to that. So, yes. He had nine touchdowns. That, how many yards did he run? How many yards did he have? I'd probably say 1,200. He didn't have anywhere close to the – and he's not an all-pro player. Justin Jefferson's an all-pro player this year. And by the way, he's only 22 years old. He's been in the league That's for two fine. years. That's he was fine. rookie of the year. He's younger, and he's better probably for a team building like that. But right now, I'm taking Stephon Diggs. 103, 12, 12, 25 yards, and 10 touchdowns mm-hmm. for Diggs. Mm-hmm. Oh, he had the same amount of touchdowns. The numbers aren't close. Mm. They aren't close. They have the same all amount right. of touchdowns. I, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what. Just to shove it down your throat, Mr. Duff – we're gonna, oh, we're gonna, no. we're gonna, no, have, I'm we're, gonna have, we're gonna have a trip. We're gonna actually post something up tonight, and we're gonna see who would most people take. Actually, all the fans right now on the list, who would you take, Justin Jefferson or Stefan Diggs? If you were to choose right now from one wide receiver to the other, who would you want on your team? I'm who taking Jefferson. I take Jefferson in a heartbeat. I take him in a heartbeat. Right now, he's one of the top three wide receivers in all of football. I tell you, I traded okay. for C- I traded with C.D. Lamb. And, and by the way, <laughs> no, by the way, Justin Jefferson, who you told me, you said that Stephon Diggs wanted out. Good, he wanted out, and they brought in Justin Jefferson. Pretty good trade. It's worked out for Stephon Diggs a little bit more, don't you think? Really? He's winning. Yeah, he's winning. He's got yes. a better team. Right. The better team got better when they traded for him. And you're telling me that... And you're saying that didn't work out for Diggs? And you're telling me if Justin Jefferson wasn't on that team, they wouldn't be better? 
Who made the biggest catch in Vikings history? You're telling me. Safan freaking Diggs. Oh, 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 my God. And where did it take them? Nowhere. Where did it take them, Big Mouth? Hold on, Errol Marks 2.0. Nowhere. Where Stop. did it take Nowhere. Them? What do you mean? 2.0. He made the biggest catch. Where oh, you just you just kiss his ass. No. That's all. I don't kiss, kiss his ass. ass. Oh, oh, yes. I'm asking you. Where did it take Not him? Not me. What did you mean? It's, where did it take him? It takes a team, as Errol Marks always says. It I'm takes a team. You, stop yelling. I'm where, not yelling. I'm asking you a question. Where did it take them? The Vikings? Yes. Nowhere. Where's Justin Jefferson taking them? Uh, Justin Nowhere. Jeff- Justin Jefferson's on a rebuilding team that just fired their coach. Now they're rebuilding. Not when they drafted and him. We, oh, and God, Adam way, Thielen Lowell, was everyone's darling Lowell. for a long time. Dalvin Cook's a top three running back in the league. Then you put Jefferson there. Oh, Kirk Cousins Dalvin this, Kirk Cook Cousins that. Healthy. What are you talking about? That's fun. Talent wise, he's top team. three. That's great. Yeah. Why'd you draft him in fantasy? Because he gets hurt every year. Because he's a stud. Because he's a stud. That's why. First of all, uh, first of all, Low, I, I I see what Low's saying, and there's no huge difference. Yes, there is a huge difference. You can see the huge difference in the talent, the talent and quality of player. Diggs now, only is known as one of the best route runners in football. Uh, really? It's fun. Really? Yeah, he is. Jefferson is too, though. He's up there. So no, is Amari Cooper. But Diggs is <laughs> yeah, in so is the Mari elite Cooper. group. Uh, Carl says not punting on scoring on seven straight possessions is impressive. Ben says uh, Brett Favre better than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Carl says I need analysis on if McCarthy. Well, we'll have him on again. Don't worry. Uh, I agree with you assessing of how you get the, there, but if you hit the wall every year, would you make the change? I guess refer to the 49ers. Uh, by the way, Ben saying Rodgers uh, Rogers over Brett Favre. The big, the the, the little little hand is eating the big hand. So it, it's. Rogers. He read it wrong, Speedy. Rogers eating far. That's what it says. Uh, Carl says Debo Samuel coming around the end with two lead blockers is scary. The guest said his son together in the car have more wins as the Cowboys over the past ten years. Uh, Tyler redeemed himself with the questions. Uh, Snook says breaking news: Brett Favre sides with the Vikings. Vikings immediately become Super Bowl favorites in twenty three. <laughs> Carl says is Beeve mad that Garoppolo has been further than Dak? Uh, Snuck says if he begins, he's not the he better win, quarterback. If he wins the Super Bowl, how could they not believe in him? Jeff says, I can't wait for the Cowboys to trade for Debo, Cup, and Kelsey. With that kind of offense, we will make it to the divisional round next Idiot. year. Uh, Snuck says Amari Cooper as well. Jeff says CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Snuck says Dalvin Cook reminds me of Zeke Elliott, who is even better than the Hall of Famer Barry Sanders. And Lowell says, sounds like you guys are splitting hairs. The, d- the discussion is coming down to personal preference. Um, I disagree. Well. It has nothing to do with pr- personal preference. I'm just looking at both players and what both players are. And you've got a, t- a guy that's been in a league for two years. It took uh, Stefan Diggs a little while to really develop his skill. Justin Jefferson, he came into the league on fire. He was rookie of the year. He was one of the best wide receivers in the league last year with 1,400 yards. And this year he's an all-pro player. So, honestly, uh, you could say whatever you want. You keep saying that, but he's not. But anyway. What do you mean? I just keep saying what? He's not an all-pro player yes, this he is. year, but that's fine. He's second-team all-pro player. Yes, that's, he is. That's, that's fine. He's a second-team all-pro player. So, yes, he is. Def- Stephon Diggs is also an all-pro player, but that's fine. No, he's not. No, he is. Last year, he led the league and catches in yards. How many times uh, an has uh, Jefferson done that? Dude, he's been in the league for six years, okay? That's fine. He uh, did it last year uh, when they were both in the great. league. Go look at Stephon Diggs' his, uh, his first two years and go look at Justin Jefferson. Sure, first. Justin Jefferson had a better two years. Oh, Stephon Diggs right now? Right, right now, now, right now, right is playing better. Right now, Justin Jefferson this year just broke Odell Beckham's record. Okay, uh, uh, for the first. Oh, two another years. guy that gets nothing uh, but hate. Uh, uh, that's nothing to do with Odell Beckham. We're not talking about it. Odell oh, Beckham was on his way. Odell, uh, Odell Beckham was on his way to supposedly break Jerry Rice's numbers and records. By the way, Justin Jefferson is go- if he continues doing if what he, he stays doing, healthy, and if yes. he stays healthy, he is on his way of doing that. And Stephon Diggs is well, close to the player that he is. But so. now that here's a problem. There's an extra game now, and. 
So now records change. Yeah, well, I don't, sure. I don't know records change. It'll be easier for him to bring it. So yeah, but that's not fair to the yes, old records. Just like, just like Babe Ruth's record, Babe Ruth hit the home run record in a certain amount of time. As soon as 162 games were added, you broke the Roger Maris in the 80s. Finally, had he, and he wasn't even alive to see that he broke the record, Babe Ruth's record. He broke Babe Ruth's record. If you, it doesn't matter how many wow. games are added to the season. It doesn't really matter. It all matters if you yeah. break the record. Yeah, but, but, but it changes the numbers though. Uh, Lowell, I want to bring up that his comment. Game Shout out to so. Cooper Cup. It he is. actually it is. he actually did mention to your point, B. Cooper Cup did even actually quote and say that I did it in eighteen games. I'll give Calvin Johnson. He did say it. Yeah. So there you go. So. See. Yeah. Well, Cooper Cup is different than a lot of people. Yes. So uh, again, I, I'm not arguing the point. And Cooper Cup right now was the best wide receiver in football this year. Mm, this year, there yes. was no question that he was. And I'm not even going to argue that. But again, if you're going to tell me who was better this year, Stefan Diggs or or Justin Jefferson. I'm taking Justin Jefferson, hands down. And 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 by the way, Stefan Diggs is on a way better team than and the Vikings. So and and the Vikings just fired their coach. And 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 right now Buffalo is moving on to the second round of divisional game. So, anyways, uh, let's Speedy got the music. Yep. Let's let's get into the rest of the games. We'll go into New England and Buffalo. We we talked about Cincinnati. So going into this game, and I, I can. I can honestly say I, I, I thought it could have went both ways. And I thought the Patriots were going to put up a fight. I, yes, it was Buffalo. It was freezing. It was absolutely cold. It was below zero because it, it, was, it was 15 or 14 degrees here in New York. No, it was freezing. Uh, in Buffalo, I think it, it, with the windshield, it was like negative minus six. five. It was like minus six or it something. Was, it, it was, was minus crazy. five. It was freezing. I thought Mac Jones, even as a rookie, he played well in certain aspects of the game. Made some mistakes that cost them. Really badly in the second quarter, but all in all, I, I the the Buffalo Bills completely dominated the game. They, I, did. they really did seven times, seven times, seven up, straight scoring seven, positions. Yep, they, they had field That's goals, embarrassing. Touchdowns. I think that when you look at Buffalo and, and really where they're going in going into this game against Kansas City, this is redemption. Last year they got knocked out in the AFC title game about against the same Kansas City Chiefs team. I, I think Buffalo. They're not a good running team, and I think it's going to be a huge problem. It was a huge problem in this game. But Buffalo actually played and ran the ball better than the Patriots. The Patriots' strength all season long was running the ball, and they have a four-headed monster. This game, who would have thought that Singletary and Moss was going to run better than their four-headed monster but the Patriots? But the Patriots were playing catch-up. They were down 21 with a blink of an eye. And, And really what we saw, what the Buffalo Bills is, when they needed to put up, they shut everybody up. Now, Buffalo's going to have to do the same going into Kansas City. There's a lot of pressure on Josh Allen to produce, but he showed you, Speedy, why he's one of the best five, six quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, this was the most complete game you probably could see the Bills play in so many different aspects. The running game especially was the biggest one. Singletary, even though he didn't rush for 100 yards, he rushed very efficiently in that game, was good on both inside and outside, and the Bills were able to stop the run. That was a big problem for them in the second half of the season. That was a big reason I was concerned for them in this game, especially with the first meeting they played in the cold and the Bills did something very well that was very interesting the yards after the catch kind of like the 49ers you see them do they were incorporating a lot of those concepts even though they don't have the same level with the receivers you saw Isaiah McKenzie you saw guys like Cole Beasley get yards after the catch Dawson Knox was very good at that how about that first catch of the end zone was spectacular and defensively too they did they did what they had to do in terms of shutting down the tight ends that was the game plan for them they could win one-on-one matchups against the Patriots not great wide receivers and they did just that and they made him beat that way and Bill Belichick he didn't. Rare that you say he has no adjustments, and it really didn't look like he did. So I mean, 
I, I hate to say that. I mean, we thought it was going to be a close game, but the Buffalo Bills had a perfect game plan. And I think Sean McDermott's comments after the last time they played really stuck in his head of, this guy doesn't own me. And this was a prove-it point for Sean McDermott, not only to his players, but around the league. Like, I am a serious elite coach. Stop disrespecting me and my team. And they went out there and they punched the Patriots right in the mouth like we've never seen before. I don't know what everyone keeps talking about. The Buffalo Bills running game has had their ups and downs during this season, but right now it's running on a full-time high. And Josh Allen, Singletary, and this Gabriel Davis thing that they're doing with him and kind of like a Debo Samuel clone to copycat league, they keep doing that. I think they're going to go into Kansas City and run the ball all over them too. Kansas City has given up big plays all year. And like I said last week, Dawson Knox was have a good game. Don't be surprised if Emmanuel Sanders has a great game in Kansas City. He is still playing at a very high level. The numbers aren't there, but he's running routes. He's getting open. Josh Allen finds him. They're having a good connection over there. He prefers digs because of, obviously, the chemistry and everything else. He was just a decoy on Saturday. Do not be surprised if the Bills go into Kansas City and punch him in the mouth. Well, I'll tell you what the Bills did with the Patriots. They learned from that regular season game. They stopped the run. They outcoached Belichick. And they tried to make Matt Jones beat them, which obviously he didn't do. So the the Patriots just they were what a top five defense in the NFL, and they couldn't even top three. I top three, and that. they couldn't even shut the Bills down at all. Seven straight scoring positions. A lot of injuries on the secondary too. The Patriots. Yeah, but they learned from that game in the regular season when they beat them just by running the ball, and then Matt Jones only threw the ball three times, right? So that's what they did. They shut down the run, and they tried to make Matt Jones beat them in the air, and which we all know he's not capable of doing. Well, the Patriots were missing three of their best corners. Uh, they didn't really have any backups. They were, but Belichick did not look prepared for this game at all. Yeah. I, 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 the, well, I don't blame Belichick on the reason why they lost. And, and I don't why, think he was prepared. No, let's, let's not be crazy. I think they were prepared. Say, I think they were prepared. It, it was cold. No. It was cold, and I think the secondary was really roughed up. I think that that was the problem with the Patriots. Yeah, but he probably went in there with a game plan to run the ball, and then once they stopped that, I mean, that was it. I mean, could you name the, could you name the other three corners that were playing in the game besides J.C. Uh, no. Jackson? J.C. Jackson? Nobody. No. Uh, they lost all their top corners early you know, before the season ended and the going into this game, that was the advantage that the Buffalo Bills had. They had to, they had to use and Knox. They used Knox a lot. He had two touchdowns in a game. I think he really, I think they found the pillows that they needed, especially in the red zone, that gave the the the, the confidence that the Buffalo yeah, Bills. They had to, to be, be embarrassed by scoring seven straight scoring positions. Possessions. Yeah, that was the first time we've seen that happen. We never, we never seen nope. that before. But, but here's, never. The th- here's the thing: the last time the Patriots got dominated like that was against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I, I know in, in New At England. Patriots, yeah, in, in New England. That was the last. Dude, not, time. Not this bad. It was just as bad. It was just as bad. And and again, Josh Allen was the quarterback to do it. I think I think when you look at the quarterback play and and also also Josh Allen, I think Bill Belichick has problem has had problems. Uh, shutting down a guy like Josh Allen, moving. Because Josh Allen, as bad as the running game is for the Buffalo Bills, Singletary ran the ball very, very well. And Josh Allen creates a lot of mismatches if he runs the ball. I think knowing that, Bill Belichick had problems in certain aspects of the game because he didn't know for sure if he was going to throw the ball or run the ball. And I think it had a lot to do with the secondary and the weakness of the secondary. And by the way, Micah Micah High had a great game, like Carl said. Uh, Stuck says New England came out of flat and Buffalo beat the brakes off of them. Uh, Lowell Litchmore says Bills rough the Patriots up, LOL. Uh, Carl says 
Bills did everything the Cowboys didn't do and seven straight scoring sure. possessions, Cowboys seven straight playoff losses, or is it more? <laughs> no, we're, we're no I, in... I, I, they did beat Seattle in the mix. That was You were talking about Bet's loss. That's what I had to wear, the freaking Cowboys jersey. On the yeah, the Tony Romo jersey. <laughs> yes, I, so, yeah. that, that's more painful than wearing this. So I think it's four now, but it's, it's, still, yeah, it's still a lot, Carl. So why don't we get into the Cowboy game? I'm Speed, because uh. I know you're the Cowboy fan. I'm going to let you go first. Well, you can go first. And then no, I'll no, go. I'll let you go. You I'll want let me you to go, go first? Yeah, I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. Spit out your, your thoughts of the Cowboy game. <sighs> then Tyler, then Speedy, then me. We'll go that way for this, this particular game. So, I said this in the beginning. I said Dak Prescott had to play a perfect game to beat this team, which he had a lot of problems. I mean, the refs didn't help with all the penalties. I mean, Cowboy, Connor Williams did not help at all. I mean, he was the most penalized lineman, and I think in the whole league. But it all comes down to that last play. To me, why do you call that play? Why do you call a draw for? Which Kellen Moore called, and McCarthy okayed it, which they should have never done with no timeouts. There's no, there's no reason for it at all to do that. You take your two shots in the end zone by throwing the ball. Maybe you get a pass interference call, which we've seen happen plenty of times. And who knows? Then you have one shot into the end zone at first and goal. But to me, Zeke looked like crap. They didn't run the ball. The, the offensive line looked like crap. PCL. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> they didn't use Tony Pollard. Why? I don't know. They didn't use him until the fourth quarter. Amari Cooper was open a lot during the game, and Prescott did not even look his way. He kept looking to Cedric Wilson, the third-string receiver. Why? I don't know. CeeDee Lamb couldn't hold on to a ball. I mean... It's, the Cowboys just look like dog shit, basically. Dog shit, dog shit, dog shit. And McCarthy should be fired. He needs to go. You promote Dan Quinn to head coach, and you keep Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. So, Tyler? There you go. You done? Yeah, yeah, he's done. Go ahead. Okay. So, here we go. The San Francisco Niners, everyone keeps acting like this was an upset. To be honest with you, I, I think the Niners were the better team. I think they were playing better. They, the better they came out of the. De- they definitely came out of the tougher division. And this is what happens when you get cakewalks during the year. When you play a team that's battle tested, you have to come prepared. And the Dallas Cowboys were not prepared for this game. I saw a lot of razzle dazzles. Cedric Wilson threw a, a a forward pass to Tony Pollard. He overthrew him by like eight yards. The Dallas Cowboys were not mentally prepared. That's why you have fourteen penalties. Now, you keep going to the last play of the game, despite the 14 penalties and a illy-timed, illy-timed Jimmy Garoppolo pick on the sideline. You should have scored on that possession alone. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you did. Dak ran it in. But early in the game, Dak looked confused. He looked flustered. And to be quite honest with you, the injury to Nick Bosa and Fred Warner were the only reasons they were in that game. The pass rush was heavily affected by that. And Fred Warner couldn't cover the middle of the field. Otherwise, Dak not running nowhere. Well, what, what about the plays where the ref kept his hand on the ball and cost the Cowboys a couple of delayed games? Where he, he did not let go of the ball. You got to stop blaming why? the refs. No, stop why? Explain that to me. Why? But why, what to you is a delay of game? Why, are you, why is the ref the keeping his hand on the ball? The ball? Yes, he it's did. His, yes, he did. His job. He hold, That's his he job. Held, no, to not to hold the, the ball. ball. To hold the ball. I watched the entire no, game at no point. They would say, yeah, these refs are really holding the ball the referee hold his hand on the ball and not let go of it. And Dak wants to snap it, and the ref is not taking his hand off the ball. The they caused him a delay game. And I, I I'm don't not know. saying that's the reason I, I why the Cowboys no, it's lost. Not the reason they lost. But it's, it's a problem. 14 it's penalties. A, it's a problem. Bad play calls. Well, that was a penalty. That's the reason That was a penalty. 
That's fine. That was a delay that, game. That, okay, Why? That's one of them. Why? You had 12 no, it was more, more than 13 one. more. There was more than one. Listen, Dave. There was more than here, one. You can blame everyone. There was more than you can one. Blame the ref. Why wasn't the ref you can blame trailing? Mothers. Why wasn't the ref trailing Dak Prescott at the end of the game? He's, He's an athlete. athlete. The ref's He's back not. at the fifty-yard line. That's fine. The referee is not an athlete. Dak Prescott. What do you mean? Is. Yeah, they Dak have to Prescott run. They have to be in to shape. The they can't be like you on the field, refing. Listen. You all, imagine a ref like you were trying to keep up listen, with them? All I know is me refing the game, or you refing the game. You are not going to get down I'm there fa- any I'm faster, faster than, some, than some of these refs. Uh, Please. No. Your mouth is faster. That's about it. It's a but joke. And other than that, the refs you have are to joke. realize that the Dallas Cowboys are not this great team on paper. You were not prepared. Yes, they Playing weren't the coach, prepared for they, they weren't. Please. You were outplayed the entire first half. That's the entire fine. first half, okay, you so didn't even look like you deserved to be okay. there. Okay, then. So you got lucky in the second half. You came back. Warner got hurt. Most of didn't play. Yes, it is. No, Nick Bosa got concussed by another lineman hitting him in the head. That's luck. That's not luck. You, you uh, top three pass rusher being taken out of a game. That's luck. So I don't know what you're talking no. about. The best middle linebacker in football go, getting hurt. Go, go watch it again. Go watch I, it again. I watched the game. Go watch. Nothing it again. surprised me about this. Go game. Go watch it again. All I know is Dak Prescott You'll was see not all timed the terrible in the first the half. Referees made just you like have they to did in the, in stop the blaming the refs. Cincinnati game. You have a problem. Watch. We're gonna take I you to refs anonymous. I yes, have a problem. You do have a problem. You this, can't this, just say the Dallas Cowboys lost. They weren't was prepared. Fixed. You, okay, then why do you want your head coach fired fixed. for? Fixed. Then why would you fire a head coach for losing a fixed game? Fixed. By the way, the Cowboys are ratings, so they didn't want the Cowboys to lose. They want the NFL. If anything, the they wanted the Niners to lose. Goodell, All like, right. Goodell hates All right. the Cowboys. All right, guys. All right, we have our caller, Speedy. Put it through. Jeff? You can listen to this yeah, again. I, could, I couldn't agree with the beef more. The refs need to run faster. They need to get their hands off the ball. They need to get out of the way. It's all the refs' fault. If the refs weren't there, we win the game. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's better off. We don't have refs on the field. We just do everything digital. How about that? No, that's right. That's right. Eliminate the refs. We would never lose if you eliminate the refs. I completely agree. I didn't say we would never lose. <laughs> eliminate the refs. Throw things at them. That's my quarterback. They deserve to get shit thrown at them the for all that for all those terrible calls. No, throw <laughs> things at the refs. It's much better. Throw things at them. Should have. All right. Speedy, what did you think? We never lose if it's not for the referees. Speedy, what did you think? All right, let me get to the comments first. Uh, Lowell, which says, should have slid sooner. Agree, they didn't run enough with Pollard. Carl says, Cedric Wilson's tossed the seventh row. Ha ha. Snuck says, the 49ers were plus 150 on the money line. Easy bet. Carl says, ref has to always spot the ball by holding it, dude. Snuck says, I understand that. The the refs hold an off-season conference just to talk about how much they hate the Cowboys and ways to call them even more penalties on the boys. Carl says, Please shut off Beef's mic. And Snug says, if the refs were in better shape, the Cowboys would win more. Um, yeah, I thought it was a. I thought this was a lot of it was on Mike McCarthy. I think the biggest thing that I look at was why were they not targeting the outside receivers a lot more? I know Gallup's hurt. I understand that, but Cedric Wilson played well in Gallup's he didn't absence. Play well at all. Guy stinks. No, I know. And but the outside receivers, I thought still stinks. still should have been targeted more. Stinks Is like it, the it, panties that are on top of your you head. Think, <laughs> you, you think you think so? You think Cedric, Cedric Wilson, Wilson stinks? Hold on. So you think Cedric the only reason Wilson, why he was there is because Michael Gallup got hurt. Otherwise, he was holding his jock strap. But still, why weren't so, the outside receivers not targeted more? That's the game plan to attack so, the 49ers. Their secondary is okay. It's not great. The front seven really runs that defense, and their secondary does little things. Verrett's a good corner. Tart's a good safety. They have 
pieces, but it's not great. Those matchups should be able to be won on paper. The 49ers play a lot of cover three, which Dan Quinn does a lot too with his defense. He should be used to that kind of thing. And Mike McCarthy did not take advantage of that kind of thing. And I think that was the biggest flaw in that game plan. I think Dan Quinn actually coached pretty well defensively. Kyle Shanahan coached well offensively too. And both guys made adjustments when they needed to. They were able to do well against Kittle. They were able to do well receiving-wise against Debo Samuel. That's a good defensive game plan. I think a lot of it was the defensive players having a lot of flaws. Like you were mentioning, the penalties. Three defensive line holding penalties in a row. Well, Connor Williams, he stinks. You don't see that every day. Yes, the pre-snap did not help either. And then after the fake punt, too, what are you doing trying to get all too fancy with that, too? I think that killed a lot of momentum when they had the Niners' defense was still, or the Cowboys' defense was still able to keep them in the game at that point. I think a lot of this game... It's on the defensive lineman first, but a lot of it's on Mike McCarthy, especially with that flawed game plan. I I think that that it was really a battle of the halves. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers were playing a great first half. The defense really started to slow down when Nick Bosa got hurt and and, and their star linebacker. And then really in the second half, uh, Van Der Esch and the defense, the Cowboys defense really picked up the pace. And and Van Der Esch made a lot of big stops in in the fourth quarter that kept the Cowboys in the game and gave the Cowboys an opportunity that they they could win. Now listen, everybody's going to be talking about that final play of the game for, for the until next year if the Cowboys make the playoffs because of the play call. And you look at it. The coach is the final, you know, it goes through the coach, the final call of the game. It goes through Mike McCarthy. So who should be blamed for it? Mike McCarthy. Not Kellen Moore, not Dak Prescott. Should have de- should Dak Prescott have fallen a little bit quicker instead of running that extra two or three yards? Yes, he should have. But again, at the pace of the game, the one thing that I say Dak Prescott, you can blame him for is the fact that he should have given the referee the ball. Everybody knows that the only way the play gets stopped or you can you can drop, you know, obviously call hike and, and, and obviously, um, what do they call it? Uh, Audible, spot, yeah. Audible the ball and spot the ball. You have to let the referees touch the ball. It was Dak Prescott's fault that he didn't do that. But again... In the heat of the moment, you can't you, you you can't think that's not the first thing that pops in your head. You want to get up and try to drop the ball so you have at least one play at the end of the game. They didn't have it, and of course, Dak Prescott. Now, Dak Prescott made a mistake at the end of the game. He started taking shots at the referees, and as you saw after he after his ball, press conference, yeah. he got a tie. I'm sure um, because he thought they were throwing balls at the players. I'm sure Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy sat down with Dak Prescott and apologized apologized to the referees after attacking the referees at his press conference. Now, again, that wasn't the reason why the Cowboys lost. I, I think the 49ers played a better game. They had a better, uh, and, you know, the, they didn't even run the ball as well as we thought the 49ers were going to run the ball. What they did is Debo Samuels was the better player. He was the best player on the field. And that when you have a player like that who could do a lot of different things, he can run the ball, he can throw the ball, he can catch the ball. You have a multiple ways that you can use this guy, and he can dominate the game. But, that's really that's what really happened. But why they did couldn't stop use Samuel. Tony Pollard? Yeah, why? Because, that's true. Because they were playing catch up. They were down. Yeah, 10-0. but throw it, throw it to the ball. The guy can run. He can make plays by running. Especially when Warner's out of throw the game. Throw out of the too. They got to take advantage of that matchup. Mm, well, I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't even get even it. Schultz too. They targeted a lot in the first well, Schultz half. Had, and re- Schultz had a good game. Yeah, Schultz they didn't target really him enough game. in the second half though. Especially with Warner hurt because Greenlaw is a good <laughs> linebacker, but they really don't have a lot of depth after that. <laughs> and they could have exposed that matchup more. The Cowboys with the tight need ends to do. The they need to fix the offensive line. They need to draft a lineman in this year's draft. I think I think what the Cowboys and need to do and trade Zeke. I, well, they're not yeah, going to be able to trade that. I know because his contract's too big. They're not going to well, be able to play. And, he needs, and they overpaid. We need surgery. Guys, you got to let each other speak. Go ahead. 
And they, over, they overpaid Dak Prescott also. He's overpaid. And I don't know if he could win the big game after seeing what he's done. Go ahead, Tyler. Else. Now you can cut in and say it's what you It's so funny say. how you don't blame no. the one guy that's responsible for everything you oh. just said. Jerry Jones needs to stop being the general manager. That's what you need. That's true, too. That that's, that I, I agree with is you. 100% the problem in Dallas. You're going to draft the best playmaker in the first round, and Jerry Jones is going to go, he's my guy. And then, you know. It is what it, don't be surprised to draft the running back. Jeff, you stay on. We're going to go to a quick break. We have Gerard, we have Gerard joining us, and we also have uh, Mark, a.k.a. Everett Kelly, joining us very soon. Uh, when we come back, we'll have Gerard, and then we'll have Mark joining us in just a few moments here on the Sports Lab Notes. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this is the Sports Limehouse. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy Petey, Tyler Harrison. And in the studios, as always, when he appears, the Beeb, a.k.a. Mike from Bayshore. Remember, you can call us at 631-672-3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS. WWSRN or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We have Jeff from Tampa on the phone. And now we have our other guest. And I'm sure he'll be joined in just a few moments by his partner in crime from the overtime, a.k.a. our fan, our great, and our leader over there in Alabama, Gerard. What's going on, Gerard? What's up, boys? How are you guys? We're good, man. Uh, we're happy to join. You joined us and happy to get into some football with you. We're going to get into the national championship, which I know you have a lot to say about that. And we'll go through all the wild card games, your thoughts on what you thought of the games and where you think now the team's moving on. Where do you think this this goes in the divisional series? But uh, I know somebody on the phone right now has something to tell you. <laughs> Gerard, you're looking very good, all dressed in black. Did you just leave a Crimson Tide funeral? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for for a little bit of backdrop, and to remind you one more time, I'm an Auburn fan. <laughs> Not an Auburn fan. I'm an Auburn fan. Grew grew up an Auburn fan. But but um, I get look, your overall. Look how point. quickly he dropped allegiances. Look how quickly <laughs> he's claiming Auburn already. <laughs> I'm an Auburn fan from from the time I was five years old. It's actually one of been one of the worst mistakes of my life because Auburn's disappointed me and hurt me more than they've helped me and maybe feel pride about them. But uh, but no, one of the reasons why I wanted really wanted to hop on this because you called it. Um, I, I didn't know that uh, that that I didn't know what would happen. The SEC championship game would happen. I did expect Bama to win that game, but but Georgia had the better football team, and this reminded me a lot of the uh, uh, a game a few years ago when Bama and LSU rematched once again, and the better team won. Georgia was the better team, and they won the rematch, just like you called. I'm sorry, I, you 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 cut out on me right there. Can you repeat that? Uh, I, I know you probably want to hear the, the you're right part again, so I'm just going to repeat that a couple times. No, you're no, right. no. The Georgia was the better team part is fine with me. If you just that's the part that cut they, out. They were, and 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 I think I think the SEC championship game threw everybody in a mental loop that didn't necessarily correlate to what was going on on the actual field. I think Bama just ended up getting on a roll after Georgia got up to that 10 10 nothing lead, but. But overall, Georgia was the better football team. Bama had the better quarterback and the better coach going into the game. However, Georgia had the better complete roster, player one through player 85 or however many scholarships they have. 
anyways, I that- did warn. I did. I did warn you about this, Gerard. You you came at me after the SEC championship, and you said, "Look who won!" And you came at me, and I said, "You might have won the battle, but you won't win the war." What happened, Gerard? In uh, the war, a couple of things happened. Uh, number one, and 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 don't roll your eyes when I say this, but it 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 does make a difference that John Mechie and Jamison Williams didn't play the majority of the national championship game. Now, you, you want to know why that's a cheap excuse? Because Georgia was missing guys, too. Is it a different game if Adam Anderson plays? You can only play with the guys that are available. Well, Adam Anderson was not there for reasons of his own making. But the thing is, is yeah, that yeah. not there, not there is not there, whether it's injury or rape, which is Adam Anderson's case. <laughs> not there is not there because he was there at the beginning of the year. Right, right. And, and also, Bama, keep, keep in mind, Bama didn't have their, their two top corners as well. The two top corners, basically all of your perimeter, your top corners and your top receivers didn't play in the national championship game uh, for Alabama. I still don't think Bama is the better football team overall, even with all four of those guys playing. So let me get that out in front. But it, it's not 33-18 with it. I think Georgia still is the better team. They still play the better football game. I think 90 times out of 100, Georgia does win that game. As you guys know, we're talking to the leader and the host of the Overtime, Gerard. Uh, We're talking national championship. Now, Gerard, uh, as you know, we have Jeff, our, I guess you could say, our college betting expert on the phone who who loves you. Also correctly predicted the correct final score, basically. Yes, he did. I was off by one point. Yes, he he did. Oh, wow. Nice. He was pretty dead on with the pick. uh, before the game, and he was all season long, and, and really before the season even started, he had Georgia winning the national championship. And by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll just throw a curveball: Jeff won over four grand because of that. But <laughs> uh, Carl also mentioned in the comments Stetson coming back too, as well. He did announce that today. JT Daniels now in the transfer portal. Well, Stetson's not going to the NFL. He wants to be a lawyer. He, it, it's, he's going <laughs> to. And he's not going to the NFL, but he's going to have an opportunity to do it again for a second second straight time. I don't know. Georgia also has some players coming back just as much as Alabama. A lot of people think it's a shoo-in that Alabama's going to win the national championship next year. I don't believe that. But, uh, again, with the talent that they have and, and some of the younger players that are going to have a second year under their belt, they're going to be very, very good. But what were your thoughts, really? Uh, Bryce Young was really dominating the second half of the game. He yeah. really got shut down by this Georgia defense. They put, they really put him in place. And then Stetson, yes, Stetson is not Bryce Young. Bryce Young is going to probably be predominant number one pick in the NFL draft next year, Heisman Trophy winner. But all in all, Stetson was the guy in the fourth quarter that really showed up and made the big throws that won the game for Georgia. What were your thoughts of Stetson's play and really Bryce Young being shut down by this Georgia defense? Well, I'm, I'm actually more uh, – I'm actually – I'll give a lot more credit, and I'm actually a little bit more uh, excited about what what the Georgia defense was able to do to Bryce Young because we saw throughout the course of the season Bryce Young getting pressured, and really the only thing that, that gave him issues, gave him problems, was Auburn. Uh, Miami tried it, and and they tried it early, and he was poised. And that's, and that's his thing. If you're, gonna, if you're going to name a few attributes about Bryce Young, poise is probably the number one thing. He's not a great runner. But he had to make some plays when those plays needed to be made. And Georgia's defense really stepped up to the, to the, I guess, the reputation they had built throughout the course of the season. They did so in the final game in the national championship game. But Stetson Bennett, keep in mind, he almost lost the game as well with the fumble. And so, he, but, but the fact that he's able to, to take that out of his mind and then come back on the next, uh, next drive and be able to and come put it away, 
th- there's something that I think that every great quarterback needs to have that that kind of that that thing that goes off in their head. And Joe Burrow's got it. I think you, you have a lot of these quarterbacks that can that have that have that amnesia, that selective amnesia, and they can forget about it and, and go play. And he got helped out by his defense, but but the two games that Stetson Bennett really needed to be called upon was in the semifinal game with Aiden Hutchinson and that really great defense from Michigan. And in this national championship game with Alabama, not that Bama had the defense that Michigan had, but Bama had some Bama, Bama could bring some pressure. And of course, they have the best player in the country on defense, in my opinion, in Will Anderson. And to me, you got a, you had a, you had a chance to 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 see a Stetson Bennett who's not like like you mentioned, Earl. He's not like a, some top player prospect going to the NFL. To me, he's kind of in the mold of Greg McElroy. Like he's a he's a glorified game manager. <laughs> that can give you a play or two or five throughout the course of a, maybe a 10, 12, 14 drive, uh, uh, four, 14 drive series. You give him the ball 20 times, you ask him to make seven plays. He's a, he's that kind of quarterback. And he was able to do so in the Michigan game. He was able to do so in the national championship game. So all respect goes out to him. And I always hate to kind of compare quarterbacks to their, their NFL draft prospects. And, and every, most quarterbacks will always be compared to that. I think you can look at him in a vacuum, a college football vacuum, and he's kind of perfect for what Georgia needs right now. Uh, actually, before I get to my question, uh, Carl says, Gerard, does Stetson still try to throw that deep ball if it wasn't a free play due to offsides? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I, no. I, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, it, it's, a, it's, it's a free play, and also – I think that he knows that he needs to make a play. I don't know if he makes – to answer that specific question, I don't, think he, I don't think he makes that play. But he he, shoot, he showed in the Michigan game he's not scared to throw the ball downfield. So I don't want to make it a he doesn't do it because he's nervous to do it or he doesn't do it because he's passive. I don't think he does it just because I don't think it's the smarter football play. So I wanted to ask you because you mentioned this guy in the beginning of the thing about a, a guy, Hall, who was a very good Alabama wide receiver recruit. And he actually did very well in the limited reps that he got in I'm this so, game. I'm sorry. Looking at Speedy with the panties oh. on his head is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Gerard. The Broncos didn't make the playoffs. I have to do it. It's like falling off his head a little bit. It's it's so that had to be a story behind that. <laughs> yes, the Broncos didn't make the playoffs, but at least they took the Chargers down with them. So I'm not, I'm not completely bad. It so, just looks so funny. It's falling through. You should have got him a thong. Uh, it is kind of a thong. Well, now it is. <laughs> <laughs> so about 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 Hall, a guy that you were hyping up at the beginning of the season with all the, with like you were saying with Jamison Williams injured in that game, that was a tough injury for him. Wishing him all the best in his recovery too. And um and now John Mechie not being out too. It seemed like they were trying to do too much of what they were doing against Cincinnati, where they were trying to implement the slot receivers a little too much, and it didn't really work. It, it, except in the first quarter where. They did a lot of that, and then Georgia adjusted. Do you think they should have kind of featured that more, and who do you blame for that kind of thing? Is that on Bill O'Brien? Is that on the talent level of the rest of the Alabama players? Who do you, uh, is, Or is that on somebody like Bryce Young? I think a lot of it can fall on Bill O'Brien because Bill O'Brien, he seemingly, I don't know how many of y'all kept up with Bama kind of game to game. I have to because of work, but one of the things about Bill O'Brien is that you didn't think game to game. He had a true scheme he was looking for. I mean, you, you, when you look, when you watch college football through a certain prism, you you watch coaches call game plans, not just plays. And I think throughout the course of the season, Bill O'Brien just called plays because he knew he had the better athletes, and he didn't really scheme guys open. And you saw a stark difference between what Sark did a year ago being able to get uh, the, the Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith the ball in so many different ways, the backfield 
inside out, inside routes, outside routes, um, diff- using different things in the backfield as far as window dressing, just to keep the defense honest. I don't think that Bill O'Brien did that to a certain extent to really help out his receivers. I will give Cincinnati some credit, though. Cincinnati has one of the best secondaries in America. A lot of these, a couple of those guys are going to go play on Sundays. And so I think that the game plan was not to give a lot of stuff inside and cheap. But I think that the thing is that that certain game plan carried over to Georgia because you just happen to think, well, Georgia's the better defense. If they got better players than Cincinnati's got, so we couldn't do it against the Bearcats. What makes us think we're going to do it against the Bulldogs? And so I think a lot of it does fall on Bill O'Brien because you still can get those plays, but you have to get it in different ways. You have to be able to attack the outside to free up the inside. And there's certain small things that Bill O'Brien didn't do uh, throughout the course of throughout the course of the season. And even in wins, I think a lot of Alabama fans were a little bit nervous knowing this is not the same offensive coordinator as Steve Sarkeesian. Not super innovative. He's not super creative with the offense. It's a it's a little bit more it's a little bit more quarterback heavy. You saw Bryce Young over the course of the season throw a lot more passings, a lot more passes attempts, 50-plus in the national championship game. I know they had to a little bit later on in the game. But, yeah, I throw a lot of that on on Bill O'Brien being able to – not being able to formulate a game plan that would make those plays open to guys like Ajayi Ha. And I, I thought Ajayi would be a little bit more ready for the college football game, big-time college football, than he actually was. Um, maybe the coaches saw something in practice, but what I saw in the eight day game, I was like, there's no, there's no way this guy's not going to be an impact player, but maybe he just didn't pick up the, the, the playbook in, in practice. We'll, we'll get a lot of information as, as his career rolls along, but um, he, he will be a featured guy because he had a couple of big catches there in the National Championship game last week. All right, Gerard, enough of this college football playoff crap. It's over with. It's been done. We're on to newer and better things. <laughs> so, this weekend, you saw a lot of NFL games. You saw a lot of playoff yeah. games. You saw a lot of big playoff moments. What was your biggest takeaway of the weekend? At two. Uh, number one, Joe Burrow. I mean, like, my goodness. This guy just, he, to me, where he was last year after the the injury and, and you know, just playing uh, with that offensive line and just knowing kind of how bad Cincinnati might have to take or how bad of a route they might take on the way up to see him right before his injury and to see him now, he looks like a completely different guy. Most guys take a very long time to mature in that window. And he has taken that window and he's, he's, he's grabbed that franchise by the throat, so to speak, and kind of pulled them up. And I saw a quote today or maybe yesterday where he says, well, this is, this will be our standard. Now he understands the game. I think on a different level, um, say what you want to say about the play, about the whistle and whatnot. I don't, don't know y'all's takes on that. I love the shades he was wearing after the game. I, I do like oh, that. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> he just he just has he has this effortless kind of swag. cool about it. That, swag. That I, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's and and swag gets overused, but I think he's got that. Whatever that is, he he's got it, and it carries over to his team. It's not forced. It's not fake. It's not you know you have you see kind of fake tough guy. You see fake swag guy. He's all natural, and I think his team feels that. I think LSU felt it, and that's why he was able to lead what I think is the greatest college football team I've ever seen, that 2019 championship team. And then one of the star players from that team is Jamar Chase, who's been balling out with the Cincinnati Bengals as well. What he has been doing, what he's done to me is unbelievable and it's sensational. The second thing that stood out was the same day, the game before, what what Josh Allen was and the Bills were able to do to my New England Patriots. That, that was unbelievable that was a phenomenal performance i think we're we're in for just buckle up in the afc as far as uh quarterback play goes 
Josh Allen, Holmes. Um, uh, obviously, you, you have a situation in Denver where I think they're a quarterback away. You got Justin Herbert. You got Joe Burrow. Uh, this is really, really a good time. But but both but both things that stood out to me happened on Saturday with the the kind the way that the, the Bills won and what Joe Burrow is doing as a whole, and he put it all together in a playoff game. So, what was your biggest? Um takeaway from the, um, the Cowboys game and were you disappointed in like, oh God. how the Cowboys <laughs> came out so flat and yeah. like were you shocked like Dak Prescott actually had uh, like a really terrible game uh, I was because Dallas to me, be brutally honest need to be honest I don't care that's fine Dallas to me had on paper one of the high-powered offenses and to come out and just get absolutely just just play flat as all get out early on 23 to seven early. They they couldn't get anything rolling. It's hard for me to blame the things that happened at the end of the game, knowing that they dug themselves into that hole. You put yourselves into that position where you're, you're needing all these plays late. So, you know, everybody wants to talk about the, the, the draw play. I heard you guys on on the front end, on the back end of the, the last segment talking about that. And to me, I'm like, Dak and the offense did a lot to hurt themselves early on. And it's so disappointing considering what they have offensively and to consider how anemic a team like the Patriots are offensively and just how much they have to grind out wins because they don't necessarily have superstar talent on the outside, superstar running back or anything like that. What the Cowboys, the Cowboys represent to me is pissing away a great, great football team. And they did it at the, at the highest level at home against the San Fran team who came in a little bit banged up and then San Fran gave them chances. Um, to me, the Cowboys are uh, of all the disappointments of all the teams that lost uh, and, and no matter how they lost to me, the Cowboys are the biggest disappointment of the NFL teams really so far of the entire playoff. Uh, to me, um, I don't think it's a panic mode situation. I don't think it's a, you guys fire everybody and whatnot, but I do think, Hey, take some calculated measures with this team in the off season because you cannot run back a, ta- a team as talented as this one and have these same results. But we're here right now with the Cowboys yeah. and and a, a team that I feel is inferior, San Fran, will be going to Lambeau. And I think that game's not going to be close, which I think that if the Cowboys play their best, I think that might be the game of the weekend, Dallas and, yeah. and Green Bay. But they'll be doing what we're doing. So you Dallas would have played Tampa. Though, so you would, you would give McCarthy one more year? One more year you would give McCarthy? No one cares. Do I give McCarthy another year? Unless you have the word of Ke- both Kellen uh, Moore and Dan Quinn, that you have their word that they're staying. That's the only reason why I would keep it. Basically say, we're going to give you the head coach, but essentially you're going to be almost like a CEO. You're going to be like a, almost like a Tom Coughlin, just like you're going to manage. But Moore's going to be the head coach of the offense. Quinn's going to be the head coach of the defense, and we'll move from there. If either one of those guys leave, if I'm Jerry Jones and I'm Stephen Jones and I'm, I'm Cowboys brass, I got to think really long and hard about about keeping Mike McCarthy because I don't think he's the reason for their success. But oh, I know he's not the reason for their success. But also, I don't completely blame him um, overall throughout the course of the season. I'll try to keep everything in check. We we went 12 and five, lost some games, probably should have won. Let's tweak some things here and there. But without assurances with the O coordinator and D coordinator, I feel a little bit more hesitant. To keep Mike McCarthy away. Now, one more question: Can they win with Dak Prescott? They can. Yeah, they can. He's he's capable. He's he's a capable guy. He's he, he's a guy that he, I don't put him in the class of maybe a Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, don't put him in the same class as as Brady. But he, to me, his high, the high end of his play can win you a Super Bowl if you surround him 
with with a, a team that has Super Bowl talent. I think Dallas has done that. Do a little bit more in the draft, maybe develop a guy or two, get a guy or two in there. I'm not sure what their I don't have their salary cap numbers in front of me, but, but horrible. If, if, yeah, if, I know that they're, they're struggling. They're going to struggle with it. So. Right, right, and they have they have to maneuver that situation a little bit. But yes, they they can win with that Prescott and Michael. Okay, Jeff, go ahead, fair man. Enough, fair enough. Yeah, I I want to just switch back to the Crimson Tide for one second because <laughs> I've I've noticed something. This I'm not shitting on them by all means. I heard you laugh, and this isn't going to be to shit on them. But I've noticed in years past with the Crimson Tide when Jerry Judy was there, when Judy was leaving. You saw Waddle and Devontae Smith were ready to step in. When they were leaving, you saw John Mechie was there and ready to uh, take over as, like, the number one. I've noticed something very odd. Guys are leaving there. The decisions baffle me. Billingsley at tight end looked like he would be ready to step into a number one role at tight end. And he entered the transfer portal. And then a a, a stunning one to me was where Slade Bolden – going to the NFL draft, how that helps him. And I'm curious, is like, they would have been the next guys up. Does there feel like there's like a shifting attitude in Alabama where maybe they don't want to play for Nick Saban? I think that's got two parts to it. I do think, number one, that these guys that don't get the targets, Billingsley was expected this year. I'm just going to use him as an example because he left and you mentioned him. He's an example of a guy that was expected to take that next level up this year. And for some reason or another, he was in the doghouse. Bama has kept that really tight-lipped as far as what he might have done. It might have been in practice. might have been um, just maybe, you know, missing team meetings or not cl- not going to class. Just whatever the case is. But but there is a kind of a growing thing underneath underneath the surface thing at Alabama where you had – you mentioned a few of the guys. And even before those guys, their predecessors, guys like Julio Jones, where you have the five-star guy that you know is going to be the top guy – and he's going to take the reins. And then you have maybe two or three guys that are pro prospects right underneath them. And then it just shuffles like that. I think now what Bama's doing from a recruiting standpoint is, hey, let's just stockpile this with a whole bunch of guys that are high-end four-star guys, high-end three-star guys. Let's develop them. And then let's go to the next level. Because a lot of the other guys are getting NIL deals elsewhere. So Maybe if you don't get your top four overall receivers, if you don't get one of those guys, well, then you can get a collection of guys that maybe rank between number 12 and number 40. Get those guys in-house, maybe not household names and maybe not guys that go on to have, uh, you know, Amari Cooper type production in the NFL. I do think it's, but, do, it's, but doesn't the Slade Bolden decision oh, isn't that baffling to you? Yeah. That guy probably isn't a draft pick on the first two yeah. days of the NFL draft. Where if he went back for another season and developed some chemistry with Bryce Young, he would probably boost his stock a whole lot more than going to the draft. He's like a fifth, sixth round pick right now. Yeah, he, he's a fifth, sixth round pick, and he's barely. I, I I've watched him for the majority of the last two seasons. I don't see how he makes a fifty-three man roster right now. Because it, because unless he's just, you know, super versatile and he plays every single special teams, to me, I don't really – you don't need him as a wide receiver in the NFL. That one was a – But do you understand why that move is so baffling? Well, listen to yourself say you don't even think this guy can make a roster, and he's leaving school early when he would have a chance to boost his stock by staying in school. 
there, there's a few of these guys that are like that. Uh, I remember Seth Williams. He's a guy that played for Auburn a couple of years ago. Um, he had all the tangibles, all the all, all the stuff that you want on paper, but just never could break away, never could break in the league. Darvin Adams is another guy from Auburn that ended up leaving early that never could find his mix there in the NFL. I do think some of these receivers just watch NFL games on Sunday and then they just put themselves in their head. Oh, I can do that. And maybe Slade Bolton sees a guy as like, like a Cooper Cup or – he sees a he sees a guy like a, a good slot receiver guy. He sees a guy like maybe not Henry Ruggs, but like any guy that runs across the Hunter middle. Hunter Renfro, special teams, and Ren, Renfro is another one. Yeah, like he's like, well, I can create that same kind of production, and maybe he develops into that kind of player, and maybe we're he just didn't get the targets at Alabama, but I I don't see how he makes a team as of right now. And maybe he got a better draft grade from the guys that go to the pros. All that stuff will come out in the next few weeks, the, the grades that these guys got. And Nick Saban's really, what I like about Nick Saban is he does a really on, good, honest job about saying, hey, we condone this guy, this guy, this guy's decision to go pro. We think this guy, this guy, and this guy might have, could have you know, improved their value uh, by staying another year. We haven't heard him, him yet on Slade. We'll, we'll hear that over the course of the next few weeks. but. I mean, it's the Slade Bolden one really, really shocked me. None of the other ones really to me, shocked to, me. To me, you know, Gerard, to me, they were stunning decisions because Nick Saban in Alabama, just in general, they're not something that, okay, Henry, uh, you know, Ruggs and Waddle, enormous talents, they get to leave. Got it. But Billingsley and, you know, Saban in Alabama is not a school you transfer out of. Right. It's not. you. It's a school you transfer into. And the only reason you transfer out of it, I think, in today's climate is if you get a bigger check from a different school that might be closer to your hometown or might be closer to what you think will represent some more opportunities for you. And, and that part really can't be, I think, sugarcoated as we as as NIL continues to progress year after year. I think Billingsley is kind of a perfect example of this. I have no reporting on this. I have no idea about if he's taking another school if he's entering the transfer portal because he's got a bigger check somewhere else. But that's kind of my default with all these guys. Now, if you're leaving for a different school, I'm just thinking, hey, you're getting a different offer there on the market. It's different for Slay Bowen because he is going pro. Um, they, they've bent the rules a little bit, I think, where, um, where you know, guys that, that do and that guys that, that, that can, you know, go pro um, – can can analyze their draft stock with with the draft guys and, and and maybe Bolden got what he needed from the draft guys that made him think this was a good decision. As you see with the NCAA, the transfer portal is becoming a big part of what uh, college football is going to try and eventually tra- you know transcend right into the game because the way the game is going. Uh, they're, they're, this transfer portal. If a team, if a player doesn't want to play for this team, or a coach leaves, he's going to go right into the transfer portal and go yeah. to another team. So we, we we expect this to really dominate uh, the game, especially making money. But I want to go back into the NFL with you and and the playoffs because I, I know we were just talking about the Cowboys and you were talking about the Bengals, but and and you did mention the Patriots. The game that really stood out to me, where everybody thought was going to be the game of the week was the game of just absolute domination, and that was the Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, who I think is one of the more young, talented quarterbacks in the league, I, I believe an elite quarterback, a top seven, top eight quarterback in the league, he didn't show up to the game. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he, he decided not to. Uh, maybe he was drinking before the game or doing something <laughs> else. He didn't show up to the game. He put his team in a bad situation. Buda Baker got almost killed at the end of the game. I mean... Arizona going into the offseason to me is a team that has a tremendous amount of talent. 
Uh, I know a lot of people take shots at Kingsbury. I know a lot of people are probably giving up on Kingsbury. But the only reason why Kyler Murray is right now the quarterback of that team is because of uh, Kingsbury. What, what did you think of the game? What what happened to Kyler Murray in the game? And where do you see Arizona in the offseason going after this debacle of a game? It's interesting. Arizona, to me, always represented. The reason why I call Dallas the biggest failure is because with the Cardinals, I think they're still taking that next step. They're, they're still on the rung climbing to that next step. I think they're kind of where the Bills were a couple of years ago, going to that next level. With Kyler Murray, I think it's interesting because I think it's something to, to follow. We talk about the, the rule changes to protect these quarterbacks, and I think that for the most part they do. However, it's, it's still super hard to protect against a guy as small as him. They call him Baby Yoda for a reason. I do think as the season go along, as, as we add an extra game in the regular season, add an extra team to the playoffs, and and if you're now a wild card, you, you have a, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a grind already. And I think it's a grind even more for a guy like Kyler Murray. He's sensational in the regular season. He was sensational early on in the year. But as the season went along, you could tell that that might have shaken a little bit. Let's also keep in mind, and I'm not saying this is the case, but let's also keep in mind that he's getting close to getting that big money. And maybe a lot of what happened Monday night is a situation of maybe not wanting to get hurt before the big check came in. And, I mean – I'm a team guy. I'm a sports guy, but I'm also, you know, do a little bit of business. I understand both both moves there, but it's something to be said that the last two years he has done this in the postseason, the end of the regular season, the postseason. Performance has, uh, his health has, and I don't know if 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 our I don't know if Arizona is the best fit because of how tough that division is. I know three teams got in the playoffs this year, and I, I think it was uh, I think it was you, Tyler, that, that predicted all four teams would get in, and, yep. and dang close if it wasn't for uh, Russell Wilson, you know, banging his, his, his hand up. I think that Thank you would have a shot at that happening. But I remember that at the beginning of the year. But but Kyler Murray, to me, is too, it's, it's, he's stuck two ways. He's stuck in one way because it's a really tough division, but also he's a small guy. I do think you can win with him, but I think his curve is going to be a lot harder than than a guy like Justin Fields. Who, who plays against a top-tier quarterback and then a bunch of winnable quarterbacks uh, in that division. Um, to me, Arizona, they will be an interesting follow because apparently Kyler Murray is not that, like, big, a big vocal guy, big vocal leader. That's why they brought guys in there like J.J. Watt. And they got a guy like Chandler Jones in there as well. Um, and, and Cliff has that job, like you said, Earl, because of him. So to me, this is a team that will live in this space, that will live in this 10, 11, 12, 13 game space wins I'm talking about. Maybe a wild card, maybe the division round space until they get until they get that guy, whether it's Kyler Murray stepping up into that role or maybe moving off Kyler Murray, they'll be in this space for a while. It's not a purgatory because you're going to make it the playoff, double digit wins and whatnot, but it's it's still a little bit of ways above that Super Bowl championship level. So before I get to my question, I'll just read the comments. Carl said, Gerard, how can Auburn get to eight wins next year? Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Going to be tough without Smoke Monday. Uh, Jeff, uh, Carl says, not enough screens in Bama's offense this year. Uh, Cowboys, not a disappointment. This happens every year. (laughs) Give McCarthy one more year, one more second. It doesn't matter. Ha ha. Uh, the changing landscape of the transfer portal and NIL is the answer here. Plus, you can go anywhere and get drafted now with what scouting looks like. So players might jump ship now. 
Uh, Jeff, so just so you know, I went degenerate gambler on everyone tonight, and I took DePaul to beat to cover versus Xavier and hit. Uh, Kyler, hey. not super gremlin, haha. And Seattle problem. It was the $9 million punter just that speech. Well, you don't want to know what I took that covered tonight. <laughs> uh, I took the Citadel covering at Wofford, and I'm a winner, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask Gerard, because I know you're a Patriots fan. Uh, it, this was easily their worst playoff loss that I could remember, and even just an A game. Um, mm. Do you think it says more about the Bills just being as good, as talented as they are, or do you think there was actually really bad flaws that this Patriots had, team had that made have been covered up and also bill belichick i think too really had a lot of trouble adjusting more than you usually see so what were your thoughts on that well to me i think it is twofold because the bills to me had that knockout punch we saw it throughout the course of the year this to me is an ascending bills team that when they look really good they look great but when they don't they lose to the worst teams in the nfl but going back specifically to the Patriots, I think there was a lot of glaring things that everybody said, oh, Belichick's back, and really didn't necessarily take inventory about who they played in the middle of the year, the quarterbacks they were beating in the middle of the year. And when the Patriots dominated a team, a lot of people went back automatically, and it's subconscious. You go back to maybe 2007, 2011, when they were killing teams, and they're like, oh, these guys are back. No, it wasn't those Patriots back. It was a good Patriots team but not a great Patriots team. And I think our expectations were set in a place where we normally put Belichick instead of where they actually were. And then the champion, and then the playoff game exposed all of that. So those two measures combined gave you what they gave you in that 30 point loss. There's a lot of questions to answer in new England because you know, you can bang on Mac Jones all you want. You can bang on the fact that they only had 17 points, but Mac Jones, Kendrick Bourne, Damian Harris, they didn't give up a single point of the 47. They gave up that defense has been been really good about beating up bad quarterbacks, and Belichick's been known for that. But they, they struggled against some of the better ones, and they obviously struggled against the Bills. And it took an act of God, essentially, with the with a crazy win to get the last win in, in Orchard Park. And then you, you step up and you play a big playoff game in that same building, and then they really get handled. Bill Belichick did a, a thing that he doesn't normally do, spend a lot of money in free agency, and I think he, for the most part, hit on a lot of the guys that they spent on. But now they got to restructure, I think, the leadership of that defense. Love Devin McCourty to death. He brought you leadership, Super Bowls. I, I think he's he's getting a little long in the tooth. De, uh, De, Devontae Hightower, uh, phenomenal player. I've been seeing him since he was at, at He'll Alabama. He'll be gone. He'll definitely be gone, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, another guy. Uh, uh, Devontae Hightower is like McCourty? another guy. Do you think McCourty's gone? For, for another? I, I don't know. Be- Belichick. He keeps the Patriot guys, uh, so I, I don't know if he's gone. Uh, he might do what he did with Justin McCourty or Jason McCourty, his brother, and you know m- maybe lowball him on the offer that, uh, and maybe another team comes on board that a team like, for example, like Arizona, a team that needs leadership. They're this close, but they need some leadership in their backfield and their deepest backfield. And then he goes and finishes his career somewhere else. If he if he goes somewhere, it will be amicable. It will be it will be mutual because Belichick loves those Patriot guys. You talk about the guys all from the early two thousands: your Ronnie Harrison's, your Teddy Bruskies, your your Mike Vrabel, your Mike Vrabels. Very few of those guys leave for other teams with a sour taste in their mouth. Mm-hmm. If if McCourty leaves, it'll be in that it'll be in that light. Same thing with Dante Hightower. It'll be in that light. It'll be in the light of guys that that are Patriot guys. And they give all their they give they give their all back to the uh, to, to the to the organization and the organization you know 
uh, lets them go to the next team with respect. But there, there are some things that you can build on with this team, mm-hmm. Mac Jones being one of them. I do think you can still win with Mac Jones. In the same, not in the same way as, as Dak Prescott, you got to surround him with some talent. But, but to me, they have to really fix up that defense, shore up that defense a lot, uh, do what the Cowboys did, and go out and find players, go find playmakers. And you got to find a guy like Michael Parsons. I know they're few and far between. You got to go find a guy like Trayvon Diggs. I know they're few and far between, but you have to they use those, those guys. And JC Jackson fell off towards the end of the year. First of all, the problem with this whole thing was Speedy's question to begin with. Oh, has Bill Belichick lost the magic? Are players too old? <laughs> I didn't go that first extreme, Jeff. I said he had trouble all, adjusting first, in that one game. I didn't first, go that first extreme. Of all, first of all, no, he didn't because you know nothing about this Patriots team. We, you've already proven it. Oh, we're front seven in football. You're a fucking I said idiot. at the beginning of the season, right? Jeff. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so here's what happened. Here's what happened. This is why the Patriots lost. Okay. First of all, no excuses. The Bills beat the brakes off the Patriots. You want to know why the Patriots lost? Duggar, out. He was hurt. Jonathan Jones, their number two cornerback, out. He was hurt. Uh, James so Jones, number three cornerback, out because he was hurt. Right? Christian Barmore, who uh, you must love, Alabama Crimson Tide. Christian Barmore, out. He was hurt. The Patriots had uh, Isaiah Wynn, Georgia Book. Go dogs, by the way. Isaiah Wynn, out. He was hurt. Okay? Right? The Patriots had too many injuries coming into this game to compete. And when all of your injuries are in the secondary against a team that passes the ball 90% of the time, guess what? You're going to be in trouble. Never. And, and that's not to mention, and I, I like Matt Jones, so I'm not shitting on him, but the rookie wall was real. He didn't mm-hmm. play well his last and four they, games. And they couldn't run the ball either. Okay, Isaiah wins out. How do you how do you run the ball when your starting guard is out? I get it. Pretty I hard get to it. Do. I get it. Right. So the Bills won, but you could see this one coming a mile away if you had just seen the injury report. Addressing Garrard's issues with the with the um, the roster going forward, Josh Uche, stud at linebacker. Anthony Jennings, uh, Crimson Tide, Roll Tide, Anthony Jennings, they redshirted him. They drafted a kid out of Oklahoma, Ronnie Perkins. They redshirted him. He's on IR. All of those are linebackers. All of those will be available next year. We don't need Dante Hightower. Goodbye, old and slow. We got young and fast coming in. <laughs> Carl says, look at the beef texting McCarthy about how he needs to needs Gerard on his coaching staff. <laughs> and, I'm going to be on the so, coaching staff so, soon. And so to address the, oh, uh, Belichick didn't make adjustments. How do you adjust when like 20% of your roster is hurt? There's not much adjusting that you can do. And not for nothing, this might have been one of his greatest coaching performances ever. He took a team that was terrible last year with Cam Newton and only could muster up seven wins and turned them into a 10-win team and made the playoffs and was competing for a division after everyone declared them dead. So fuck you, Speedy, in your dumb question. So Carl, Carl also <laughs> says, I thought you play with who you, who you got, Jeff. And so injuries matter in NFL, only matter in the NFL and not college. Um, Somebody's listening. <laughs> Why did no 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 I, I listen they lost that's what it is but people only want to do the injury thing on one side with the college thing because they go oh well we didn't have Mechie and we didn't have Jamison Williams got hurt in that game well great the the, the dogs were missing dudes too that were hurt. Hey, why didn't Jamison Williams keep playing on that torn ACL? Because George Pickens was, wasn't he? <laughs> He had a year to rehab, but I get your overall point. I, I think that 
when you look at and I, we're going back and forth with the college game and and what happened this weekend. I think when you look at the big picture and you look at both uh, all the games that happened this weekend, most of the games were blowouts. And I and I and I'll say this: I never thought I I thought one or maybe two games would be blowouts. I wouldn't have thought four out of the six games were going to be. I mean, oh, well, I didn't think Arizona. Four out the of the Rams five games were going to be blowouts. That's for you know sure. what I mean? I, I mean, it was. And I mean, even the Bengals game, as much as it looked like it was a close game and stuff like that, the Bengals dominated that game. They they really well, did. They outplayed they, the Raiders. The Raiders the had a game. chance to tie it at the I, end of the I, game. I know, I know, but they, it, the way the pace of the game was going, the Bengals dominated the game. I mean, look at the, and I you're going to say, well, Derek Carr had 300 and what? what had 301 yards. He threw 54 yards? times. Yeah, he threw 54 times. And 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 by the way, Joe Burrow didn't have the numbers, the full numbers that, <clears throat> but Derek Carr 24 to 34. And and, and and Jacobs Jacobs ran better than Mixon. But and, here, and, I've, and I've figured out why Gerard knows so much about the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I've total, it's, it totally makes sense Uh-oh, now. Here totally we go. Figured it out. Here we go. Gerard knows a lot about the Dallas Cowboys because Auburn is the Dallas Cowboys of college football. <laughs> so it's like a sympathy thing, right? <laughs> Auburn can never get over the hump. He wasn't being sympathy. Right? He was right to the point, basically. So. <laughs> that's that's why he knows so much. He knows the disappointment Cowboys fans feel oh, being an Auburn not, Tiger fan. Oh yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. In my lifetime, we've been in the mountaintop once. That was with Cam Newton in the magical season, and thank God he stole laptops at Florida, and we wouldn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Cam that he, he'll 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 deny it to the force, yeah. just like James yeah, Winston de- denies that he stole crabs from that food <laughs> store. <laughs> yeah. And they had the cheat to get it done. Congratulations, Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Carl says scam, and I get Jeff's argument. Why is it not applying to the Patriots? And what is the difference for the Pats? Then, yeah, so he's essentially asking the same thing. Right, but here's what I'm saying: I'm not making an excuse as to why the Patriots lost. I'm telling you that the game was that lopsided, dude. The Bills don't run the football. They don't run the football with Singletary. They don't run it with the kid out of Utah, um, Zach Moss. They don't run the football. Zach, uh, Josh Allen's like their leading rusher this year, I think. Right. So when you're missing everyone in the secondary, it's easy to see why they took advantage of that. That's explaining the loss. That's not making an excuse. We got the brake speed off of uh, they got the brake speed off of us. I'm a cowboy fan now. That's no, no, you're not. No, he's a Cowboys season ticket holder. Gerard, did you know that? (laughs) Jeff's going to some games. Wow. Wow. Nice. Well, Gerard, before we let you go, because I know I know you got to go and we want to finish the show. I want to go through the games this weekend. I want to know your your thoughts to all four games and who do you have winning going into the AFC and NFC title game. All right. I love it. All right. I love it. All right. Here we go. Speedy got the music. Mm-hmm. All right. So Cincinnati, Tennessee, who do you got? To me, this is a – if Derrick Henry plays, I like Tennessee even more, but I like Tennessee to win the game either way. If Henry plays, I like him to cover that three and a half, like the Titans at home. The Bengals have overachieved to this point. Joe Burrow plays a good game, but that, that defense right now is just it's, – it's worn for tear. I like the Titans at home. San Francisco, Green Bay in Green Bay, 8-15, Saturday night. We, we only – we had a lot of blowouts, as you mentioned, in the wild card round. I think we only have one game that's not a blowout, but it gets out of hand double digits. This is going to be that game. The, the 49ers, to me, way too banged up. I don't, I don't even care if they have both – uh, Bosa and Warner. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are on a mission right now. They have, and they're speaking of health, getting everybody back. Jair Alexander's back this week. Everybody else. I think the Packers 
handle the 49ers easily. Give me Packers and covering that spread. Now, we're not talking spreads, but. Talk spreads. L.A., Tampa. Who do you got? I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one. To me, this will be the most fun game to watch as far as scheme goes. Todd Bowles, a guy that's being interviewed all week this week for head coaching jobs. How much is he rooted into the game plan this week for Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and that great defense? How much does the the, the Bucks defense, how much have they prepared for, for Matt Stafford? I think this will be the best game of the weekend. But I got the, I got the Buccaneers late. Be it, a, be it a big special teams play, big defensive play, uh, big play by Brady late in the game. This one goes down to the wire, but I like Brady and the Bucks. I think this is the best game of the week. Kansas City and Buffalo. Who do you got? I like Patrick Mahomes. I like the Kansas City Chiefs. I do think that there is an element with the Buffalo Bills. You mentioned it, or Jeff mentioned it earlier. They don't necessarily run the ball very well. I think the Chiefs have kind of figured some things out on defense. They do start slow, which worries me a little bit. But they have that they have that part where they can just throw the, throw it on the gas. I think they do so late. It'll be a great second half to watch of of the games. I'm ranking them as far as like the quality of game. I think the Bucks Rams first, uh, Chiefs Bills second. But I like the Chiefs to beat the Titans in the A's shift game. Before we let you go, what happened to your counterpart, man? You know, I don't know. Uh, I won't give him too much flack because I think he's I think he's a little under the weather. He couldn't do the show tonight. Um, he's, he's had some. Uh, He's had a couple of um, a couple of issues from a, from a health standpoint. So bring the music he might, off. Sweetie. He might be resting up. He, he texted me earlier today, said he couldn't do the show. So uh, we made some adjustments. I, I think I think it might be a health thing. Ah, uh, well, I hope he's feeling better. I know a lot of people wanted to hear him, and I know Jeff wanted to attack him with the whole Alabama. <laughs> no, no, atta- no, Jeff, no, no Jeff, save, save no the takes. Save the takes. No, no, no attacks to Mark. I wish him nothing but uh, health and wellness. I know that. Uh, you know, he's he's fighting a struggle right now, so I wish him all the best. But I'm still going to tell say that he uh, didn't show up because he was scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, hold on to that narrative. When he comes back, definitely give him some help. Jeff, did you see, uh, did you see Carl's comment? Uh, Mark, came, Mark came out, said he was going to come out on the show and then didn't show up like the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, uh, Gerard, thank maybe, you. Maybe, maybe his internet went out. We know he has problems with the lights at his house. Maybe the internet's out. Gerard, what, if, if you would rate uh, the uh, panties on Speedy's head oh from 1 to God. 10, what would you rate him? Uh, come come a little close to the camera there. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me check it out. Is that good? Oh, yeah. That's that's a 10 out of 10. That's a 10 uh, out of 10. Anyway. Well, there's another bet that someone didn't live up to yet. What's that? Who's that? Tyler Harrison wearing a dress that he never. Oh, that's right. Never... I don't say I was buying a dress. <laughs> well, you lost that bet, and you got to get a dress. That would have been have... funny. You wearing a dress and him wearing the panties on the head. I will still wear the dress. <laughs> I just. <laughs> you got to bring the dress, then. I'm not gonna find a dress nope, at Vincent. Nope. <laughs> nope. There was a bet. There was a bet last week. No, there was a bet last week, and it was the Mr. Burns haircut. Mr. Burns haircut. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Tyler didn't want to do that. He didn't want to... Where am I going to find a dresser if it's Tyler? Uh, you find uh, no, your mom's closet seems like a good place. <laughs> no, my mom's closet? <laughs> I, I guess. It's, I don't know. I'm asking. Hey, that's no, where a dress would be, no? There's a... There's a place. There's a place that he can shop. It's for women like him. It's Lane Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big it. gal. He's a big gal. <laughs> no, I don't get it. <laughs> Carlos, who is Amazon priming a dress to address to Jeff? <laughs> yeah. 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 
There's only two places Tyler would shop. It's either Lane Bryant or DXL. (laughs) (laughs) Or in the case now, Duff XL. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be tough squeezing into those 4X shirts. attack on this show oh gerard oh man gerard uh, we'll get you on the show i i I love you when you when you come on the show we really appreciate you giving us the time and we'll get you on very very soon again because go ahead jeff gerard gerard i wish you all the best uh health and happiness i I look forward to next college football season go dogs that's what he's gonna say likewise number one i'm always being on it's always a great time great laughs and uh and and honestly just like it's 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 great times and even when i'm getting obliterated by jeff for the for the for bama takes it's it's always fun and and uh i sincerely wish you guys the best i'll be i'll be tuning in and speedy shoot me a text whenever tyler plays up this dress thing because i want to watch that show Listen, Gerard, I got I got to tell you, you you took your lumps like a man with your Alabama squad there. I know it gets hot in Alabama, and you did you did well. It's not so much the heat; it's the humility. Good for you. Absolutely, hey, I, I love being on, guys, and uh, love watching great football games. And I'll come on whenever you guys. Need. We want you to come on very very soon. By the way, do you know what a duff is? Yeah, I don't. Inform uh, Speedy. Go ahead. So, designated ugly fat friend. <laughs> Put the ball off the couch. Doesn't fall out of your chair. There's some bar nights, those duff friends, they come in clutch. <laughs> Thank you, Gerard. Love you guys. Y'all be good. Gerard from the overtime. <laughs> you know, Tyler's faces are just like. They're just like perfect. You don't care. He was, he was sitting there, he was making faces when Jeff was speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, where would you shop for him? Seriously. Yeah, Lane Bryant. Lane, I've never been to Lane Bryant. What what kind of store is Lane Bryant? It's for the it's for, it's for the it's for fat chicks. <laughs> <laughs> what would you get him? Would you get him a dress? Would you get him? No, 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 no. I would just get him one of those like parachutes and just cut like just cut holes in the sides of it for his arms or something. What are you gonna say, Tyler? I gotta hear this. I gotta hear He's this. Kidding. I gotta hear this. He's a wonderful man. He's a wonderful, He's a wonderful man. Carl says a mumu. Oh. Speedy wore a moo moo. He did. He looked like the the. And in that bet, I took the Chargers down with me too. So I'll take it. Everyone was saying at the network they were going to make the playoffs that year. Yes, I was. We'd have to get him one. We'd have to get him one of them size five XL adult depends. Have him slip those on too. Carl also says White House black market for Tyler. Get the tailor, let out the dress. Speedy <laughs> splice those last thirty seconds. Amazing <laughs> and true from Alabama statement. Duff at the bar on some nights. <laughs> he knows that's why he drinks so much Jack Daniels. He knows he's the ugly friend. <laughs> he's ugly friends. Um, yeah. Well, he knows he's the ugly friend. He's he's trying to drink himself cute and never gets there. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,
<laughs> Tyler's faces are endless. His faces friends are terrible. <laughs> Speedy, how's those underwear on your head, by the way? Yeah, humiliating. Thank you. Humiliating. They're going sideways now. Is it is it worse than having to sit next to Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. Well, what did you call him? You 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 said something before before I was going to tell you what we yeah, were going to call he's tra- him. Yeah, he's trailer park. You were going to call tra- him what? The Duke Tyler of Trailer. Duff? What no, did you call t- him? No. Oh, that Tyler was yours. Trailer wasn't park that yours? No, was you, that said, you that said mine? the Duke. Okay. It was Duke? Okay. I, I didn't know which one of us came up with the first. Okay. The but Duke. That, that, was a, that was a good one. He called you the Duke of Duff. No, Carl, they're not tight anymore because Tyler pulled them down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's probably the closest thing he's going to get down to, you know, pulling down panties, right? Oh, no. Who? Oh, Both no. <laughs> oh, no. And, and so what uh, happens after the show? Is old, is old Coleslaw in Trailer Park hitting the bar for a drink? <laughs> Coleslaw Trailer Park. I'm trying to be a better person. You can answer him. Me? Yeah. He's, just a, he's, he's just an asshole. That's all. That's it. You <laughs> too. That's what he is. He's an idiot. You two are. Can't wait to see the pair of 300-pounders those two pull up to at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I've had more chicks in my life than you had in your hole in, in, in a week. Buddy. Yeah. Please. I you said know. it backwards. I, know. I did. It's all right. He knew what I meant. I know. He's Carl said more chicks. going to Miller's Ale House. No, they're closed right now, unfortunately. The food's good. How, how do you see how, how, do you, how do you sneak them into the house? Do you bring them through the bulkhead into your parents' basement? How does that happen? I don't sneak nobody in. I just bring them in. <laughs> Carl says sharing quesadillas app. Where, where would you take them, Tyler? If you would take them to a motel hotel, where would you take them? Take who? Your friends, you know? You said you were hanging out with a girl the other day. Why would I not yeah. just bring them to my place? You never bring Try them. To- you, you yeah. never bring just an ordinary girl. If she's your girlfriend, you never bring a girl to your, your home. Why? Ever. I have. Never. Why? Never. 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 Why? Never. Well, you don't want like, them to know where you you're live. You're not going to a trashy motel. Well, you don't want them to know where you live. Why would you bring the, If she's not what? dating you, why would why you bring not? Why would you bring a stranger to your house? Why would you take I a mean, stranger think, to I a motel? That's true, it's, too. It's, it's, a trashy motel. Uh, listen, the motel's out I here just said, I, I didn't say motel. I said, you said I motel, you. hotel. Wherever we were going to take them. I'm not taking them to my house. <laughs> I think you're, Errol, honestly, I think your perspective on this is a little backwards. You're wondering why he would take them home. I'm wondering why they would go to a dirty apartment for uh, disappointing sex and ever want to return. <laughs> They're only going to be there the one time. What does it matter if they know where he lives? Carl says, Jeff, the Yeti hat seals the deal with all the chicks and for, uh, for, for the beef. <laughs> the the beef takes them to the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? I Snug. actually think Snug. the more Snug Jeff is says, on, the smarter he sounds. Snug ever comes to New York, I'm going to knock <laughs> him out. That's what's going to happen. Carl, t- so Carl says Tyler takes them to the buy they our hotel, but it is pay by the minute. Get it, Speedy. <laughs> what's, Snug, what's Snug thinks he's a tough guy behind the computer. Tell him to what, step what, up to my face. Big... What's, what's a big date for the beef? A dinner at the Olive Garden and complaining about I mean, the referees? No, I go, I, go to, I, go, I go to Prime Steakhouse. That's where I go. Baby, I got you all the all-you-can-eat breadsticks. Not, not me. I go to Prime, baby. Prime Steakhouse. The all-you-can-eat breadsticks. 
that White Castle Prime. Is oh, that that's White? disgusting. Um, I, 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 by the way, I do like their, uh, you their White Sloppy Castle? Joes. I love oh, the Sloppy Joes there, man. It's gross. They, they have it only for a certain amount of time. They have them like that a month and Sonic are the two worst fast food places on Long Island. Oh, Sonic is awesome. Where, 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 where do you get a Sloppy Joe? Go to White Castle's right oh, now. Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, oh, the Sloppy Joes are delicious. Disgusting. Uh, they have the spicy one. They have the regular one. Did you end up going? What? The other night? Because you wanted No, you mentioned it. I did, did. I go? Yes, I did go. I got the spot. I got the sloppy joes. I love. If, if you guys have not had the sloppy joes, because they only have them certain months a year. I think it's like twice a year they have it. The sloppy joes over there at White Castle are the best. If you like sloppy joes, go check them out right now. At White Castles guaranteed winners. I'm telling you. Mm. I don't like the hamburgers there. Sloppy joes, 110 percent guaranteed. You like sloppy joes? No. Well, then why would you go and get a Sloppy Joe then? I wouldn't. All well, right. I didn't so. say I would. I just said what, what, the two I, worst how, how do you not like? First of all, how do you not like Sloppy Joes? Because I don't. You don't like beef? I like beef, but I don't like Sloppy Joes. It's just ground beef. It's ground beef. It's the same fucking yeah, thing, it's man. It's all that crap It's just on ground beef there. on a bun. Yeah, do you, you like chopped meat? With like some tomato sauce bullshit yeah, in yeah, there yeah, or you, something. You like chopped meat? Yeah, it depends on how it's made. All right. So how, how do you not like Sloppy Joes? Just don't. Well, what's the what's the sloppy Joe like at the deli you work at? You don't make a good. Sloppy no, Joe. we don't make. I work in Shoprite. We don't. We don't freaking make those. <laughs> Carl, Carl says beef offers ladies microwave McRibs. <laughs> Snug says, "I hope White Castle is paying for the publicity." He's another one that can come see me in person too. Yeah, <laughs> they should. Because <laughs> I'll take them two on one and I'll knock them both out. Oh man, this is this is great. I mean, we'll have a double match right over here. What do you think, Jeff? <laughs> Dude, I've been ready. This is, dude. We are. Uh, we've already been through this. He doesn't want to do it. That's why he said, "Whoa, he's in Rhode Island. That's his problem." Well, well how about this? He how about this? Do it. How about uh, you I, know a, a handicap match? The Beef and uh, Tyler versus you. How's that sound? What do you Ty- think? Why do I Tyler, have the Beef? Ty- Tyler would need the help. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a wonderful man. It's a handicap match. You got advantage. A, he's such a wonderful man. But he's and you're an a idiot. wonderful host. No, 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 no. How, how you deal with morons is you just give them compliments and then they'll leave you alone. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, it, it, hey, listen, he wants to fight. You, you actually fight. sound smarter every minute you open I, your mouth. I, I do. I you do. do. A no. handicap match. You do. You two versus no, Jeff. Because Snug thinks he's tough behind the computer. All right. No. Snug, Snug will be the referee. You can beat no, him with a, Snug never beat him with a chair malicious. or something. He doesn't say anything, really. Malicious? No. Okay. I've never heard Snug say anything. For, first of all, first of all, if, up if the beeb if the beeb was there, I know exactly what would happen, right? Because <laughs> do you remember that old co- a comedian Gallagher? Who used to smash the watermelons, right? <laughs> I know Beef. Beef isn't a Beef isn't a bad person. We'll give Beef the tarp that he can cover himself with, so he doesn't get hit with the blood flying off of Tyler's head. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you're such a wonderful. Stark says man. having the Beef as a partner would be handicapping Tyler. <laughs> How about this? This will make it easier. You two, you and Snug, versus the Beef, and Jeff. How's that sound? <laughs> I know I could trust Snug. Okay. I would never, but that's the problem. I would never hit Snug. Well, I you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. You can attack Tyler and then Snug and, Snug and, is a, and the Beef. Snug is a wonderful human being. <laughs> Jeff, what's more likely, you allying on a team with the Beef or hitting Snug? I think that would be what? funny. 
What are you What are you talking about, Speedy? We are on the same team, Cowboys oh, fans. We're we united. <laughs> the Beef and Jeff for one night are on a team. Could you imagine that? I'm on my own team. No, you you, you you're gonna you're gonna tag team. For you and Snug and Tyler. team when I'm not even, I'm just gonna go right after Tyler. I'm not Snug. Well, we we all know that you guys will probably beat the hell out of each other. The only person that's not going to attack somebody is Jeff tagging Snug. But all, but all, besides that, all three of you are going to beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> so, so. I don't know why Beef would be attacking another Cowboy fan. That seems blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think. Well, unless the Beef wants to backstab you, you know, he can hit you in the back of the head with a baseball bat. He's like the Beef, not the Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> Speedy, who do you think would win that match? Really, honestly, if you if you were to choose Snug and Tyler versus Jeff and the Beef, who do you think would win, and how do you think they would win? Oh, here we go. Well, Jeff would only target Tyler, so there's there's that to factor in. Unless Jeff's just saying that to, to make sure he wouldn't hit Snug, but I don't believe he would hit Snug. Um, nope, would never hit Snug. So then the He's Beef would probably go beef. after Snug. I've never seen Snug's physical build, so it's really He's tough a big to guy. Judge. He's a big guy. He's about... Uh, yeah, He's a hundred cupcakes a day, the fat fuck. He's he's about five five ten, five eleven, and he's pretty. You know, he's 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 got some weight on him. So, and he's got a he's got a glorious beard as well. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the beard and how good it is? Yes, he's always had a long beard. You know, he's got a lot of hair. It's not like that. Pa- yeah, it's not that patchy yeah. Joe Dirt thing that Trailer Park is growing. <laughs> Snug brings up a good point in his comments. I'd get distracted and, and sit down and eat cupcakes. We yeah, should, so yeah, from that it would probably be you, Jeff. We should Steve. get Snug on the phone right now. I would love to get Snug on the phone right now. Snug, call the show right Snug, now. Call, call the call I, the pinned number. I, I, Errol's I, other I, line. I want to get Snug on the show. Call my line right now. Six three one nine six five four nine nine zero. I'll put I'll put him on the same time with Jeff. I gotta get Snug on this phone. This this is this is funny. This, this is definitely is, uh, funny. Come on, you're you're living in, you're living in banana land because it won't happen. Tyler's scared. <laughs> Snug says I can't. I'm way too stoned. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we don't care. I'm wearing these on my head. It can't be any worse. <laughs> Listen, we're, we've been talking about this long enough, and everyone has taken an action to try to make it happen. I have. Arrow has. Everybody has. You know who hasn't? <laughs> The person who started the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no. What initiative did you do? Who? You. No, seriously. My, my initiative? He, right. He you got, all I, to, all I knew was you said, December 14th, my buddy owns a gym. Does? Blah, blah, blah. Does? That's the right. last. And then offered, you said he was here, and that's the last I heard of it. No, hold he, on a second. Also we were on a show. You also offered... He also offered to buy you a plane ticket to come to Tampa and do it. He I also did. incentivized you to – he would pay you, right? He's done all he could do to help you. I did. Right? He's like, oh, I'll drive Tyler uh, and get on the ferry and come to Connecticut and do it. I said, I did well, say that's that. great, I did say that, he's, too. He's, so he's, I did, done, I, I he's said, done so much. You know what you've done? I did say you've something. You've hid under that table. That's what you've done. You've hid under the table. No, I'll say something. On our show – on our show, I said I said that he's in Connecticut. He's uh, he's in Rhode Island taking care of his friend. Yeah, and we can we can. Uh, what did I say to him, Speedy? It was one. It was the show. We I, and we I said it to and we could do this. And you said and you and, and and you told me, and I'm just telling you, this is how I know this because you told me his response was, "Yeah, well, that's his problem." That's exactly what you said. That's his problem, and I remember you saying it. You said, "Yeah, that's his problem." You know, I I don't remember it's exactly on the what, show. It was on the show. 
It was unacceptable. I would like. I would like. It to was. Have uh, that Jeff was like here. That. It was December fourteenth. He came. What was December fourteenth? was supposed to be the initial date. No, no, no. Right. It was a no, Tuesday. December fourteenth. It, it, it was a Tuesday. Yeah, it was supposed to be. That was the day. So yeah. it was Wednesday. I brought it up that Jeff was out here. He was. He was back. It was a Wednesday. It was December. I think it was December. 15th. Yeah, it would be. It would have been the fifteenth. Yeah. It was the fifteenth, yeah. and I brought it up to you on the show, and you said that's his problem. I yeah, brought up his problem. That's what you said. And, and that's what you Sounds said. Like something I'd say. That's exactly what you said to me. I, I swear, I, I'm telling you, you said it. And so everyone's was... tried to make this happen except for one person who always has an excuse. Oh, I can't do this, or I, I can't do that, or this doesn't make sense. I haven't even talked about Oh, God, I don't want to get my skull split in half. <laughs> Whatever happened to Nithin, by the way? I, kept, I messaged him five times. I don't know where he is. He, he, says, he, t- he sent me a message. He was going to come on, and he never shows up. These guys, Mark and, 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 I, and I'm coming up, and I'm coming up there this summer, and I t- and I'm, I'll just say it right to him because I don't care. I send Errol a text message. You've been ducking me so long. I ever get in a room with you ever? I'm just gonna immediately start swinging. <laughs> I don't. I don't need a ring. I don't need whatever. I see you in person. I'm not even saying a word. I'm just punching you right in the mouth. <laughs> Tyler, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fight back, man. Give, he's give a him. wonderful human being. He's a wonderful human being. I wish him all the best in his future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, my my future endeavor is coming up there this summer to split your skull open. Wow. <laughs> Carl says you Jeff is a, a duff You're killer. such a giving man. Jeff is a duff killer. <laughs> duff killer. <laughs> such a giving man. Yeah. We should all be more like Jeff. We can we can get him his some time. We can, his effortless we can, energy. We can get him some uh, pink camouflage Lululemon pants from Lane Bryant. He could be part of the Lane Bryant. <laughs> See, there he goes again. Such a wonderful man. We should all take notes on how to be more like. Jeff I will say lives. this. I will say this, Jeff. Tyler, he can handle a beating. What what anybody says, I gotta say that. Tyler might give the beating. You never know. Oh, look, that, that's true. Hey, that's that true. could that's very possible. Yes. That could happen. I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> that could happen. I don't know why he doesn't want to do it. He could win. <laughs> I could. I, I I would love to hear if if somehow Tyler, what would you say, Jeff? Would you would you just like completely just. Leave him alone that, after that. Listen, listen. That that's what happens. Listen, that's what he would get. What he wanted, right? Didn't, isn't he the one that was like, "I just want to punch him right in the face." He gets his opportunity. He gets his wish. I don't know why he doesn't want to act upon his own wish. <laughs> Tyler, he's one hundred percent right. That's the first time he's ever opened his mouth on this show and actually said something accurate. That's, that, that, that was 100% what I said, yes. Yeah. Yes, right. except, except, I'm, except I'm right like 90% of the time. Hey, when, when we were doing our football picks, where did you finish? Because I know I finished first. That's great. That's wonderful. What did you do? Look at the spreads and go, yeah, that's the team I'll take today? Okay. That's great. First of all, that's first of all, that's not what happened at all. I picked a lot of underdogs that won. And by the way, uh, if, if it's that easy, why don't you do it? You know so much. I do know a lot. Thank you. See, now he gives compliments. Carl says Tyler what, said what, he was paying like, the you like? What were you like? Sixty games behind me and Errol. I have no idea. That would be on the It wasn't sixty, but it was. It was at least. It was double digits. That's way behind. Go ahead, Coke. I was going to say, Carl said Tyler said he was busy. Yep, Tyler said that. Uh, Snug also says, December 15th is National Cupcake Day, and I was disappointed it didn't get covered on the show. 
Uh, Carl says, Jeff versus Tyler. Loser <laughs> runs the Long Island Expressway. Uh, Sunk says, the Speedy's hair now smell like ladies' undergarments. <laughs> Again, we're going to do that at the end of the show, Snug. So I want to know whose underwear those are, though. Where did you get them? Are they new? Or I, they're are they not. I, I didn't do it. It was Errol, Britney's gave it to Errol. They're, it they're to me, Britney's and they're clean. So they they are clean. So there you they go. look a little big to be Britney's. No, no, they're small. They they they're absolutely oh. small. Yeah, oh, they, that's a lot of leopard he's got on his head. <laughs> he's got a small head. <laughs> It's like falling off. It's covering his eye now. It's tight around his head. It's definitely tight around his head. It's just uh, it, it, his head's small. Save, save those. We can use them for gauze when I split Tyler's skull open. <laughs> oh, see, he's thoughtful now, too. Oh, this is a good year for Jeff. He's really changing over a new leaf. This is good. Hey, I'm we just can trying to get notes. you medical help as soon as possible. <laughs> see, look at that. He's such a thoughtful man. What a good character. Uh, Snug says, I was hoping that they were purchased this afternoon at Goodwill. (laughs) Speedy would have put on his head. He already said he would have put on dirty underwear. (laughs) I was was hoping they were one of Beeb's ladies' drawers. You know what I I picture when I picture Beeb with a chick? You ever see that scene in Road Trip? Where he holds up those underwear and they're like huge. He's like, look what I did. Carl says, I spit my drink out a little when Jeff went 4X shirt comment on Tyler. Oh, see? And he's a comedian now, too, giving laughter. It's the best thing you can do in life. God. He's, see? They're not laughing with me. They're laughing at you. No, I, no, that's fine. You give the gift of laughter. You are an amazing man. You should honestly write a book. On how amazing of a human being you that are. That would be a good book. It no would be would, an amazing no one, no book. Step by it. step. How to no. be more like Jeff. Blah, 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 blah. That would oh, be great. Hey, why you got to take shots at other cowboy fans, man? We're united. You're bro. not a cowboy fan. <laughs> Unless he's a ticket holder. Uh, that doesn't make you a fan. Unless <laughs> he's a ticket holder. Yes, Carl. The, uh, the, the whole show about? will be on the app. It don't, don't make worry. you a fan. Snug <laughs> also says, I was I hoping they were going to be Dallas Cowboys underpants. <laughs> I've been I've been pulling, uh, dude. You all all of the talk about how great the Cowboys are. It really convinced me that I should be on this train. Yeah, you're on the jackass train. That's what train you're on. <laughs> no, man, I've committed. I've I've committed to. He to is my committed. He, he just spent four thousand dollars on. Okay, it doesn't make him a Cowboy fan. I don't want you in my stadium. <laughs> oh, it's yours now. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going. I, I need to be there. To me, that's now my mecca. I'm going to call security and have you escorted out. Jeff, you know, you, you know what you got to do? You got to get yourself. Why, you have the phone numbers of the security guards at yes. AT&T Stadium? I do. <laughs> you got to get your Jeff, you got to get yourself uh, some Cowboys undergard and, and a gar- garment and actually wear Dude, it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing any of that. I'm going full Cowboys fan. I'm buying the Cowboys starter jacket that they wear back from like 92 when they were good. You won't find one to right? fit you. You have one. I do have one. He's got one. Speed. Look, you can borrow all the beeps. No, it won't fit. It don't even fit See? me anymore. I told you. See, every Cowboy fan has one. I got to get myself a, a starter jacket, a Cowboy starter jacket. I got to get a goofy hat that says, like, 1993 You need to NXT get yourself champions. a life. That's what you need to get. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is what Cowboy fans do. Yeah. <laughs> Carl well, says, timestamp that notion and message me. Seriously, that was classic. Stuck says, Cowboys, three Super Bowls in a row starting next year. And then Carl <laughs> says, Gerard's laugh and reaction was amazing. 
<laughs> Tyler, uh, hello. You, you think the Cowboys are going to win three Super Bowls in a row? Is that what everybody wants row. to hear? I I'm never all about giving people what they want, except. Well, so, are you going to so, give the Cowboys three Super Bowls? No, they're not going to win three I mean, in a row. That's big of you to finally admit. <laughs> I've never said they would win. I said they would have went three. No, you Hold on. I said this is what I said. You can go back to the show. You can go back to the show, and this is what I said. I said they can win three in Dak's lifetime as a starter. All right. Hold on. Speedy, Speedy, can we please do the exercise that we did earlier tonight? Because you're talking about winning three Super Bowls. So, Speedy, tell us in the last 25 years – how many uh, how many uh, games the Cowboys have even won in the playoffs in the last three. 25 years? Three. And the, three. Se- and the last one was very skeptical okay. with the Lions won. And your point is? Right. So, so, it, 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 so about, it's, it's a prediction I made. So what? So shove it up your ass. So you're talking about three Super Bowls. In 25 years, they've won three All games. All right. So it's a prediction. As long as Dak's there, I think he can win three. So oh, that's it. Dude, the at, the beginning, at the beginning of the show, you wanted to trade him. No. It's the comment I made how many years ago? Two years ago? Whatever it was. Three years ago. Says, here we go. Revisionist history beef style. It's my opinion. It, it, it's uh, something that I said, and that's it. So get over it. But no, it's something you said earlier tonight, not previous, like a previous show. Or it's something you said tonight. You're like, Dak's overpaid. He's getting $75 million. He is overpaid. He even is he not? There. You're like, he shouldn't even be there. They should get he rid of him. He is overpaid. you said tonight. He's overpaid. You said it tonight. He's still overpaid. Right, when but you, you also said you wanted to get rid of him tonight. It's gonna be funny. Here's a good question: they Who would him? That's gonna who be would you rather, Dak Prescott or Jimmy Garoppolo? Prescott. He's a better quarterback. Jimmy I would rather take. I would rather take a quarterback made out of the spare body parts of Alex <laughs> Smith and Robert Griffin III. <laughs> All right, you haven't used that one in a while. <laughs> Why would you take Jimmy over uh, Dak? Jimmy G? Yeah, Jim. Who do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> well, no, I'm just Jimmy saying. Jimmy G's I mean, been to a Super Bowl. Jimmy yeah. two-time. I don't know. Give me give me why. Give me the reason why. Are we talking about how other people are taking it or how you're having I'm asking you because I know you're a Jimmy Garoppolo lover, and I know uh, he's Dak. I'm not a Dak lover. You like Dak. Okay? I, I, I like him, G's but I'm not a lover. He's a winner. That's I don't really know. What Jeff you might, look at. Jeff might be a bigger a Dak fan at this What has Jimmy G won? With a ticket holding. Jimmy G's been to a Super Bowl. Dak Prescott hasn't done that. He never won. He won an NFC title. That's what he won. But he never won. That's fine. He's been to an NFC title. He's got Belichick's Super Bowl DNA embedded in him. That's more than we can say for the other guy. Mm. <laughs> Carl says Zeke Elliott. There's are two guys. There's a quarter- One's been there. One hasn't. There's a quarter- it's really not a comparison. There's a quarterback named Colin Kaepernick that was at a Super Bowl, too. What does that, that mean? What? what? What does that mean? I would take Dak over Kaepernick. Why? You He's a winner. He's a winner. What are you talking about? You realize, Dak Prescott you is more Colin skilled Kaepernick. than Colin Kaepernick. Oh, hold on one sec. No, he wasn't. He's, yes, he's, he's a Colin winner. Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick was one play away from winning a Jimmy Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo is efficient within the hash marks. Colin Kaepernick throws the ball really hard. He doesn't know where it's going. Hold on one second. So you're you're willing to sit here and tell me that you would rather Dak Prescott over but Kaepernick. You take, but you take Jimmy Garoppolo because he's a yes. winner. But he hasn't won anything. But Jimmy Kaepernick has gone as you far. You say that. Yes. You say that, right? Yes. All right. So Colin Garoppolo... Kaepernick is better, has a better career in the five years that he played over Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, that's what a novice fan would say. Yes. No, not so... a novice fan. Yes. No, not a yes. novice fan. No, it's true. 
facts. Uh, but no. Speedy, pull you up say check. facts. Pull up. But now you're pull gonna pull up, up numbers Kaepernick's that you've numbers. never actually compared. Pull up Kaepernick's numbers right now. Hold on. Hold on. Can I, hold on. Can because I, can Kaepernick's I a dual something? threat, it's going to appear that Colin Kaepernick has better numbers. He, he's a winner. He's a pulling winner. Also, you but, just said he was a winner. But you're forgetting the biggest factor. You just factor. said the Jimmy Garoppolo's a winner. You take him over Dak Prescott. I give you. Calm down. You're running out of breath. I give you Colin Kaepernick. And now he's not a winner. You take Dak over him. Makes sense. Alex Smith, in, in four and a half years, year. essentially, that was his career length. Seventy-two touchdowns in his career, thirty interceptions, fifty-nine point eight percent completion percentage. Threw for twelve thousand two hundred seventy-one yards. Mm-hmm. Compl- uh, quarterback rating eighty-eight point nine. Average one hundred seventy-seven point eight yards passing yards per game. Mm-hmm. Seven point three yards per attempt. Yeah, let's go to Jimmy. Okay, let's do four can years. I, can Jimmy. I? Can I just? Can Jimmy I just mention something? That I don't want to hear it. I don't want to. He's a born winner, remember? He's a born winner. They've gone as far as each other, and Colin Kaepernick was the reason why they almost won. Jimmy was not. Jimmy sucked in the Super Bowl. He did. He, he had sucked. a bad game in the Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick he didn't. Did. Colin did. Kaepernick didn't. Yeah, right. He didn't. Right. That game he was only good. a blowout in halftime, right? Errol. Go ahead. Errol. Yeah. Can I just mention some a narrative that bothers me that that people do? Go ahead. And I, I realize you're gonna okay. Here's the thing that here's the thing that people do that, that really sucks. If a guy hasn't won a Super Bowl, they go, "Well, he hasn't won anything." Mm-hmm. Which I think, which okay, that's true. They haven't won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but they have won big games before, though, right? Because winning an NFC title is still a big game, and that still means something that you could, you know, they didn't fold under pressure. That is winning something. Uh, okay, right? like, and, that and, is uh, that's big, fine. Right? That's fine. So did so no, did. I'm, that's, I'm, I'm not. Right. I'm not taking shots at. Anybody, no, I know. Right? I know. My, I'm my, just saying. My, my point would be: is Colin Kaepernick and Jimmy Garoppolo both won big games, right? They both did. Dak hasn't done that so far. Okay, so l- let's go. Jimmy Garoppolo has played 63 games in his career. And Colin Kaepernick played 69, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo has a 67 career 0.7% completion percentage to Colin Kaepernick's 59 because he's a runner, right? 12,200. Hold on. Hold on. I'm giving the numbers. I'm giving the numbers. I'm giving the numbers. 12,000. He's a runner. It's true. He is. Colin Kaepernick. I just got it. I lost Colin Kaepernick's numbers over here because. Speedy has them, I think. You have it over here? I had Jimmy G's. Now I got it back to Kaepernick. I got it right here. I got it right here. All right. You keep Kaepernick. 12,271 yards to 11,852. Colin Kaepernick has 72 to 30. Jimmy G, 71 to 38. 38. I'm sorry. I'm going with Colin Kaepernick. Right. He's got the look. better numbers, and he's a winner. Uh, I'm taking. How are you taking a guy Kaepernick. that completes not even sixty percent? Kaepernick of wasn't accurate. Like you don't like Colin Kaepernick because of the things. No, that he, no. no. Are you, stop. I'm talking no. about him. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. Looked at me, so I'm sorry. I'm talking to him. No, I'm talking to him. Kaepernick wasn't accurate. You hated Colin Kaepernick. He's not accurate. You hate Colin but Kaepernick. But he's not accurate. But how are you taking quarterback that's accurate? Sixty. You're right. His completion percentage is sixty percent. To Jimmy Garoppolo, sixty-seven percent. But Colin Kaepernick has better legs; he can run, and Jimmy Garoppolo can't. And by the way, you say he's not accurate. I'm sorry. He's uh, not an accurate thrower. That's fine. Seventy-two to thirty to seventy-one and thirty-eight. I'm taking the guy that has seventy-two and thirty. Jimmy Garoppolo makes errant throws. That's fine. That's fantastic. I get it. I'm not saying either of them are the, ideal. The fact you gave that- me two guys, and I'm taking the guy that's been to a Super Bowl over the guy that hasn't. Colin Kaepernick. Is a guy that went to the Super you Bowl. You said Jimmy G or Dak. That's what That's your right. question was, you and said, that was and my I, answer. And I no, you, and I asked you why, why, why? Did Jimmy G is a winner, a and winner. I trust why? Jimmy. Gr- why? And he just beat Dak Prescott why? on the road. Why? why is he a winner? 
Because he he's, went to a bunch of Super Bowl, right? He's been to a Super Bowl. He, won one he Super learned Bowl. behind Brady. He, he was coached by Belichick. Okay. He was the heir apparent. That, that right? makes him a board winner? What? That he, makes him a born a, winner. Has he not had? Does he not have more wins and losses in the NFL? I, I'm just asking. You By said, a considerable amount. All right. What's so his win what loss makes, in the NFL? What makes Jimmy? You have it up. What makes Jimmy better than Colin? Okay. They both did the same thing with the one same team. One is accurate. Thirty-three and fourteen. One, what? Thirty-three one and fourteen. You can do that all you want, but chances are, and here's the other thing, right? Why quarterbacks did, have different skill sets? When Kaepernick is a playmaker. When, Garoppolo is a when game Jimmy, manager. Okay. That's fine. When Jimmy when when Jimmy went to the Super Bowl, was he the main reason why they went to the Super Bowl? No, he's not. Okay. Hold on. What? Hold on, no. Let me ask hold a question. On, no. Let me ask a question. I know what your question let me, is, let me ask but you, you do this a lot. Colin How? Kaepernick was the main reason why they got to the Super Bowl. And they got blown uh-huh. out. Blown out? Blown out. They were one play away from winning, you idiot. Yeah, that's because the they lights went out and they winning. had about 15 minutes oh, of walking around. There's an excuse. Around. There's another stupid excuse for How's you. a stupid excuse? It's a stupid excuse You don't think the you. Ravens got cold and Ray Lewis, it was an older team, too. So, that, that, so that's what you're going to get at. Because the lights went out, that's the reason why. Lights Ray went Lewis out. Was the team so- that was down started getting garbage yards. and Yeah, I mean, that added up. Just so you know, Colin Kaepernick was the reason why they went to the Super Bowl. And, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't. So... I'm taking the guy that was the reason why they went to the Super Bowl. So take a guy that 60% of the time won't hit the receiver. That, that's, fine. that's fine. And he yeah. and he also was good with his legs. That's he, he fine. Was a he mobile, was very good with he his was legs. A, he was a mobile quarterback that did yeah. everything, and he was a winner. Just and like Lamar Jackson. And a winner. And he like was Lamar a winner. Just like Lamar Jackson and just like uh, your boy Kyler Murray. Right. Mm-hmm. Running quarterbacks don't last in the NFL. That's not true. Uh, Snug says, that's not, not going to lie, Jeff is inspiring Aaron me. Rodgers is a running quarterback. He, he's a mobile quarterback. He's mobile, 30, but he's not a running quarterback he like is Lamar a mo- Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a running quarterback. Yeah, you can't compare Rodgers and Jackson. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is the Aaron Rodgers, epiphany need, of a mobile quarterback. Need, yeah, mobile, not running. Running is two different things. Lamar Jackson still throws the ball over 30. He gets 32, 3,300 yards. He can still yeah, but throw. He, but he runs more than he throws. That's, no, he doesn't. Does he? Really? Well. Lamar has he more success running than yes, throwing. Yes. Yes. It, it, again, he was, he's still a throwing quarterback. He still could throw the ball. He could still throw the ball. Yeah, but he's not accurate, though. He's not accurate. What? Define accurate. Like, accurate? seriously. Okay. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Accurate quarterbacks. Okay. Lamar Jackson. There you go. Speedy, bring up Lamar Jackson. That's accurate. Because this why, is ridiculous. Why, 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 this oh, is can, ridiculous. Can, we bring up the, can we bring up the X factor? I'm taking Jimmy G because he bangs porn stars and doesn't do chunky <laughs> soup can commercials. That's fucking sick. Yeah, that's he true. He's a porn star. Snuck says, not going to lie, Jeff is inspiring me to make the pilgrimage to the Dallas Cowboys football uh, football mecca. Carl says, be Jimmy, 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 Jimmy G. Jimmy G's career completion percentage is 67% to Lamar Jackson, 64 That's not too far far off from one another. And if you look at his completion percentage, it's pretty damn good for a guy that just throws and runs, okay? Oh. That completion percent- yeah, percentage Lamar is Lamar Jackson good. does have a high completion percentage. You know why? Why? Because Lamar Ball. Let's hear it. Duff, duff, duff. I'm real funny. I took all day to think of this. By the way, by the way, you're Jimmy Garoppolo, who's played in... 63 games in his career? Started 47. Has, hold on, 63, 63 games. He started 47 63, games. That's the number that matters. 63 what, what are you talking about? He played in 63 games. He has 11,852 yards to Lamar Jackson, 58 games, 9,967. So to honest, honest, when you look at the numbers. in 2,000 yards Oh, and by the way, games? by the way, Lamar has 84 touchdowns to 31 interceptions to Jimmy's 71 to 38. I'm taking Lamar, baby, and he was an MVP. Okay. So 
something that Jimmy didn't do. Well, I, would right. ta- I would take Lamar over so, Jimmy G. No, okay. That wasn't the well, argument, though. Both, but. Uh, okay, you said he's not man. accurate, but I proved you he is accurate. I Lamar said, Jackson, 64%. No, you said define accurate quarterbacks. I said Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Those are accurate quarterbacks. Okay, okay. so Tom Brady. Let's see Tom Brady's completion percentage in his career. Like 64 65%. Same thing. 64%. Same thing yeah, as oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson it doesn't matter. Accurate. You're looking. He can't throw the deep ball. That's Lamar Jackson's oh, here problem. We go, here we go. What do you mean? With this. You're you making can't excuses. sit here and tell me. You're making you two excuses. weeks ago were up here saying, oh, he's been exposed in this. He and has. And I, and I, that. I, I now you're taking him because he's an MVP. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you're talking about accurate quarterbacks and pointing fingers about accurate quarterbacks, and then you say he's you a born winner. 67%. Hold on, let me speak. You just said that you take Jimmy Garoppolo over Dak Prescott because he's a winning quarterback. Speedy, Meanwhile, he didn't win anything. Speedy, bring he up went Rogers. to San Francisco. Now you look at you look at Lebron is the most accurate quarterback in history. In well, history, I'm, I'm gonna see what it is. He's in history. In history, his quarterback rating is the highest in 65.3% history. Sixty-five point three percent completion percentage. And what was Brady's? Sixty-four. Sixty-four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so they're the same. Wait, what number did you just say? Sixty-five. Sixty-five point three completion percentage. So the great Jimmy Garoppolo is more accurate than the great Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that doesn't. Is that what you just quarterback said? Quarterback rating is accuracy, bro. That's no, quarterback that, rating. That's Aaron Rodgers one hundred four point five yards, touchdowns, quarterback no, decision is, making. Quarterback rating is one hundred four point five, no, and yeah, he's yeah, led that, the league fun. four times. That's Aaron Rodgers. It's it's probably the most important number when you look at it. Yes. Carl says, "Beave argue with also, Tyler interceptions about interceptions <laughs> to the touchdown ratio, which is unbearable." Yeah, that Rodgers is historically good with that. Oh yeah, it's probably the greatest. Of Carl says, "Beave argue with Tyler about Barry Sanders versus Zeke Elliott." Uh, Snug says, "Here we go, revisionist history, Beave style." Carl says, "Beave's Cowboys prediction sounds like the women that he claims he pulls." Uh, Snug says, "Gets over comments from three hours ago." That's. First of all, that's a ridiculous argument. We all know Zeke Elliott is the best running back in football. Oh, so. I got to go to work. Let's the, go. Snug says, I feel Time like, to make I'm the call slaw. Snug says, I feel Time like the Beef stole the phone a deck get a life. cutout with the 7-Eleven and hangs out with it on the weekend. Snug says, Kaepernick was a great bet when he played for Nevada. And Carl says, definitely a fathead. <laughs> Well, time to make the coleslaw. It's time for you to get a life. Jeff, thank you for calling. Hey, I have a life. I have a I, I yeah. can afford no, I wouldn't want your tickets. life one bit, buddy. I know. It's tough living in a beautiful you know, place and being able to you, afford Cowboys. I'm fine. Tickets. I'm fine in New York. <laughs> we live in the big city, not some shit city in Tampa. Oh, 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 I actually live in a city. You live on an yeah. island. You don't live in the city. All right, so well, the city's an hour away. You so don't live you in go. the. You don't live in the city. Oh, so don't you don't claim oh, something that you oh, aren't. You're claiming, oh, I'm from the city. Oh, no, you're not, dude. You live with a bunch of the idiots only, out in Tampa. The only city <laughs> you're from is probably cut the cheese. <laughs> the only city that he's probably been through is Central Iceland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Well, it was a great show. Thanks, Jeff. Always a pleasure. Errol and Speedy. Jeff from Tampa, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, I'd like to thank, uh, by the Wonderful way. Wonderful guest. Yes. You should one- be on the biggest loser. <laughs> uh, I would like to thank Vikings linebacker and current Vikings radio show analyst and, and, and talk show host Pete Berichick for joining us. He it was, was awesome. awesome. Really was. Uh, we have to do this tomorrow, right? Gerard, yes. Jeez, Gar- you do. God. Gerard <laughs> was awesome, by the way. He and was I, awesome, too. And I don't know what's going on with Nithin. I, I have no idea what happened. Oh, he'll pop up right about now. No, but he, it's weird. He was. T- he just sent me a message to, when Gerard was talking at 11 o'clock. He says, I'm going to come right in right now. I was like, all right, come in. I'm waiting for him. Never shows up again. He last week he told me he fell asleep when he told me he was going to come in. <laughs> he fell asleep How do you again. Fall asleep? <laughs> he fell asleep again. How do you fall asleep when you're coming in to the? You know, it doesn't, weed. 
It doesn't make sense. Stone. Stuck says it's Long Island and New York City. Hashtag the bane of people. And Gerard is always good. All right. Well, the girls uh, don't claim us for anything. I, I like to thank the Beef for joining us thank tonight. You for thank me. you. Uh, thank it. you. Uh, and uh, go Cowboys. I right. want to thank Brittany for giving me a beer before the show started. Let's go Rangers. That's right. And those uh, panties look very good on your forehead, Speedy. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I do have to smell it. That is. Ah. There you go. Smell that beautiful thing. There you go. <laughs> smell it. That was part of it. Yeah, uh, I did. Why don't you put it in your mouth? Oh, no. Ah. There you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's You're a good man. <laughs> Brittany's cracking up. You're a good man. It's good. You know, it just makes wow, sure that. Yeah, they are clean. You know, even wow. if they weren't, they you know, probably taste good. You know, wow. that, that's an insult to Brittany. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. All right. Time to go before Errol gets excited. <laughs> Poor Speedy. <laughs> Snug likes it, you see. He's I'm sure joy. you do, Snug. Snug, what would you do with them? Maybe Tyler can wear that as a hairpiece. I think Tyler would look good with a hairpiece like that. I mean, it would, <laughs> it would black the, you know, the top of his head. Leopard? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Look like a yarmulke. You, do, you know who you look like? Your hair looks like, remember uh, well, Spurs, what is his name? Uh, Matto Ginobili. Ginobili. You got yeah, the Ginobili. there he is. You Ginobili. got the Ginobili head. Hey. I'm going to call you. That, that's, that's actually that's actually the most flattering nickname. So I'll, I'll, I will not roast you for that thing. Yeah. Well, I, I, you're the Ginobili. You are. You Ginobili. are. You are a Duff Ginobili. Ginobili. D- Duff you're Ginobili. Another, there you go. Ginobili Duff. Ginobili Duff. No, I am so the Duff Ginobili. I like that. AK. There's bars open to 4 o'clock in the morning, oh. 3 o'clock in the morning, right? I don't want to go all the way up. Go to Parsnips. Yeah, maybe you like I'll take, that place? Maybe I'll take they you to there. Maybe I'll take right. you to They do love you there. They do love me they there. Do you, they do love you there. What, what's your favorite drink, by the way, over there? Jack and Coke? No. I mean, it's the safest one. Well, they don't do novelty. He drink. likes that blue drink and uh, Applebee's that he that had. That blue drink was fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank whoever that was. Jeff oh, says, Speedy with really Britney's underwear in his mouth, Tyler with Beeves undies in him. That's the Jeff, oh, yeah, of course. Would you? Would what? If if you lost a bet, would you put his dirty underwear in? Your oh, well, I wouldn't even make a bet like that. Why would I accept a bet like that? Yeah. You you accept a bet that you would wear a dress? Well, that's different. Right. Well, the dress. I didn't think I'd lose, but that's well, you did. You know lose. what we're gonna the do? I, I gotta figure out something. I'm gonna get you a dress <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a dress so you can wear it tomorrow. <laughs> I, I think Isn't there like great. a postpartum date for this? Like after <laughs> a certain time, it goes What? I thought that a, a bet I think you be look a... beautiful. You get a wig and you wear a dress. Oh, you fuck the... you! No one said anything about a wig. Well, no, we didn't say a wig. We said just a dress. I, so. I, I think I think you you know if you put on a you know a nice wig and you know you shave the beard, I think you'd I'm have. Not, first of all, now you're adding things. <laughs> I'm not telling you to do it. It was but a I think, dress bet. I think if if you know what we should do, we should make. No, we shouldn't do. Anything. You know what you should do? You should close the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying here. You're I'm not. Just... You're really not trying at all. All right. All right. Well, thank you to oh, all the fans man. that listen to us every single day. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. Tyler will, maybe. will maybe be wearing a dress. No, I maybe might not be here. I have much you better things. To you got to fulfill that bet. Oh, you, you got to fulfill the bet. I just need it's to been get three years. <laughs> Jeff says the wig would help that shitty bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>
Well, uh, Tyler, you're awesome. He's such way. a thoughtful man. I, you're awesome. I, I like that. I want to know how we could all be more like the guy from Tampa. Uh, honestly, Why there needs to be a church. How would you want to be like, like that? What, what, what would it take to, for, for you to send your dirty underwear to Jeff so he could put it in his mouth? <laughs> what? Your dirty I'll underwear. I'll send him one right now. Hey, what do you mean? Uh, what? Let's <laughs> make a bet want? with him. Make a bet with him. And if he loses, he's got to wear your, he's gotta put his dirty, your dirty underwear in his mouth. <laughs> That's that. That's a good bet, and that would be perfect to really get Jeff back. Does your brain really think? Oh, that it does. Fast? It thinks no, very fast. Do you just think? He or just, do you just have these all like planned out. Like one day I know. I just it's all in the back of his head. Yeah, but exactly. I think it, you want to pay Jeff back. Make a bet with pay him. Jeff back for what? Uh, pay back. Who would, who would be mean to such a nice individual? <laughs> He's so thoughtful Me. and caring and <laughs> humble and kind. Maybe with your maybe with your dirty underwear, and shut his mouth. What oh, do you think? Oh God. I don't think anything would shut his mouth, but that, that's regardless of here or there. He's a great human being, and he needs to continue to act how he acts. And well, it is. He said, Jeff says, I'll, if I lose the fight, uh, I'll do it. Make oh, it happen. Oh, no. Look at that. He's such a thoughtful man. All how right. could you You possibly- can take your dirty underwear after the fight and stick it down his throat when you knock him out. How could you possibly want to hit somebody so humble and kind and such a godlike creature? Look how? at that. A god- he thinks you're a god, Jeff. He's this a god. is great. He, I think when he walks out of his house, the sun beams right on his fucking head. Oh, look at how, this. Who, who look- can hit a man? So Look at this. You're, you're an angel so, now. And Jeff. God. God. Give us the song that would come out when, when, when he walks out the door with the song. Oh. <laughs> on that note <laughs> on that <laughs> alright time to go drink boys alright that's Goodbye. it for our show ladies so and gentlemen Tyler's going to uh, drink himself to sleep uh, as always uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 9pm Good night, everybody it's the worldwide sports radio network